I've spent a lifetime trying to uncover the secrets of this world. Where the machines came from. How the old ones achieved such marvels only to fall into silence and death. A lifetime of failure. As year by year, decade after decade, I hit walls I could not break, doors I could never breach. Hello. Until Honora Huntress marched out of the Savage East. And, voila, for her, all the deepest secrets of the Earth were laid bare. Welcome to episode 33 of Playthrough, the podcast. Look, you put me off because I'm expecting you to interrupt and <laughs> we were interrupt. for we it. Win. We just let you do it yourself. Mm. So, damn you, damn you all, damn <laughs> you, Mike Haney, just a lot of you, every last one of the Rent three free. of you. Welcome to the Playthrough podcast, the podcast. We're a group of fine, young, strapping cannibals, not cannibals, fine, young Strapping men, not middle-aged men, play through modern and middle-aged games and talk about them. Don't we, Jim? We do. Where do they put the vanguard, Chris? At the front. At the front of the line. <laughs> yeah, I'm very... Yeah. I've, do, I've done my homework. Andy, how are you? All good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad at all. Thank you. You well? Very well, thank you. Good. And all the way from Denmark, good old Mads. Hi, Chris. So you were just telling us how much you listened to the end of the last episode that you uh, skipped out on, didn't you? Weren't you? Uh, yes, yes, of course. I listened to all of it, and I know every word by heart now. What was your favourite bit? He, Tell us your favourite bit. He didn't listen. Uh, uh, he didn't listen, listeners. I like the part with Jim. That was the best part. <laughs> that is that normally is the, the best, best part. part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I can proudly say that the end of that episode has not aged well, given what we now know. <laughs> no. My predictions were pretty um, off the mark, weren't they? <laughs> all, all of our predictions were pretty disastrous, to be honest. Although, Jim, you... And I'm not going to spoil the end, because there may be people who have not played or listened along to us. You were probably the closest hmm. to to reality. Not, and I'll, not with my uh, I'll, silence I'll thoughts. No, there, there, was, <laughs> there was some bits where you were pretty wild, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in your theory, you were, you were definitely not too far from the mark. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I do have a theory on silence as well from last... Can, can I have that now, then? Or is that too late? Um, don't spoil the end of the game yet. I'm not going to spoil the end of the game, but uh, when we were... Where we were at the last time, when we, I hadn't played Graveheart yet, that's why I, I skipped yep. out, and because I was tired, because I'm a baby, but... I thought that silence was a an AI. That was my take at that point. I, I, I and yeah, I, I was I was pretty sure he must be an AI. We hadn't seen we we, we haven't seen him in in real life and and uh, yeah. So so 
that was my take. So let's see uh, where that takes us. Okay, mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah, mm. there could be more in that than you think. Mm. Okay. I think mm. I've got a theory as well, but we'll we're gonna we're gonna reveal all. This is the end, listeners. The end of days because you can strap yourself in because we are taking you to the end of Horizon Zero Dawn after many many hours of gameplay, many many hours of podcasts. Before this one's out, we'll have talked about the the end of the game. So if you've not played Horizon Zero Dawn, the second, I would say the third, third of it, probably the main story, and you you don't want it spoiled, don't listen to this. You've stumbled upon the wrong podcast. Turn off now, because very soon we will be spoiling pretty much the whole of the story of Horizon Zero Dawn. But before we do that, in world record speed, because we have so much of the game to cover, Jim... What have you been up to? Um, nothing, because you told us to keep it short. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Next, <laughs> no, um, I've been on holiday. Went on holiday for a week. Quick, blasted through uh, a game called Cham the Cat. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's like Super Mario. Yeah, it's like a Super Mario Land uh, ROM hack that's on the Switch. Um, that's all right if you like Super Mario Land. Give check, go check that out. I think it's only cheap. For all the games in the world, you play a ROM hack. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. <laughs> well, I want to. I wish I'd took my PlayStation, but you know. There's <laughs> <laughs> there's one or two good games on the Switch. There is, yeah, yeah. I'm struggling for something to get stuck into on the Switch, though. I don't know what it is at the moment. I'm just sort of bouncing off things a little bit on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been playing Moss Two. That's that's a hell of a game. Love that. I'm right near the end. Though. I'm well. I think I am. I think I'm on the last boss. Just about to go and start the last boss. Um, it's quite short. About five hours, I think, four or five yeah, hours, nice. yeah. But if you've played the first game and you enjoyed that, the second one's a bit more of the same with uh, sort of slightly more environment-based puzzles, which work really well. And it's just got me wanting that PSVR 2 even more. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's, start, it's starting to creak a little bit in the, the, the old PSVR. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Andy, been up to anything good? No, in a similar vein to Jim, I have literally good lad. played Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> got to the stopping point, and that has been about the sum total of all my gaming. I think the only thing that is newsworthy since the last podcast is that I haven't bought anything since the last podcast. You said that last time, and then you I, proceeded to tell us I, about I, all the things that you bought. Yeah. This time, I've genuinely managed it. I haven't bought anything. Nothing gaming-related has arrived in the post. That's what nothing, that's nothing, not one thing. That's newsworthy. Don't worry, mate. Yeah, I've got you covered first. there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> Mads is really good. Well, yeah, this is it. I got scared when I saw how much Mads was buying, and I thought maybe I should just back off a little bit here. This is what it can turn into. That's what I, that's a fully blown habit he's got. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. Mads, ex- explain to us how you've single-handedly increased the GDP of Denmark <laughs> oh, yeah. so, by, by double-digit percentage points. So I, I got the the email finally that uh, the Steam Deck was ready for me to purchase the the largest one of them. So I bought that, and it's I'm so a jealous. Wonderful piece of tech. I'm really loving that. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second. But I also finally bought a PS5. I didn't actually want to buy one right now because I just bought the Steam Deck. But I, again, I got an email. I was at the front of the line. Now I could actually order it for the first time ever. And I, I didn't dare not buy it because then maybe it'll be a year before I get the chance again. So I, I just spent far too much money on, on gaming consoles. Within <laughs> I bought the, the Steam Deck and the PS5 within a week. So Nice. I've played a lot Probably with the Steam Deck and it's... A, 
really, really nice uh, console. I haven't even touched the PS5 yet because my kids are using that instead. So you've played a lovely little indie point-and-click on your Steam Deck, haven't you? Yeah, I've been playing uh, Milkmaid of the Milky Way, which was a really, really enjoyable little (laughs) point-and-click done by a a single Norwegian guy. Uh, So it's a a one-man effort. He's done everything from the graphics to the sound to the music design as well. Really, really nice little adventure. And I picked that up only to see something that wasn't officially supported on the Steam Deck, see how that would actually mm. fare. And it works uh, really well with the mouse controls. It's um, mm. Yeah, the Steam Deck is definitely... I'm really, really looking forward to slowly going through my, my huge yeah. Steam library on that. And, and even all of the games... I think I've got like save 600 games that it says that is listed on the Steam Deck, and only 100 of those says fully supported on the Steam Deck. But I've, okay. I've, I've tried to install some of the others, and, and it works fine with the mouse emulation and... Uh, normal gamepad and, and so on and so forth. There's even a, a virtual keyboard that you can pull up if, if you need to press a key yeah. in, in, an, in a setting or something like that. So, yeah, really, really enjoying that. And um, let, let me just say one thing about the PS5. I remember back when the PS5 was launched and everybody was talking about how ugly the design was, and I, I always disagreed because uh, mm. I've, I've, I've only seen pictures of it. Now I have the real, the real giant thing, and, and I have to agree. That is the most but ugly console I've ever owned. I, initially, I put it on the top of my 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 TV table there, and and it immediately I looked at it. It was even so high that it got all the way up an inch or two higher than my TV started, which is mounted on the wall. So it's 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 hidden away as far as humanly possible in my uh, my TV desk because man, that's an ugly console. But uh, it works and it plays games. So I, I guess that's okay. I I just never have an opinion on the form factor of consoles. I just don't care what they look Ooh, like. The Xbox Series X is a beauty. I've got that on yeah. top of yeah. the TV table because that is so beautiful with that sleek design, all the little holes that just have a tint of green inside of it. It just looks... Where dust really gathers nice. and... Yeah. Makes it all dirty. <laughs> I just don't, don't... I've got... I think I've just got used to the PS5. I don't even notice it anymore. Mm. No, I've, I've hidden it away as far as, as possible. But it's, I'm really glad yeah. that I've got it, and, and I guess uh, I will be playing yeah. the Frozen Wilds. Is that what the DLC is called on it? Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I still look at my PS5, and I still don't know what those little flappy side panel things are for. Nope. By the way, I, just, I, I've just seen Gui uh, playing Horizon Zero Dawn on, uh, on the PS5, and there's no noticeable difference in playing that on the PS5 and the PS4 Pro. I, I can't Extra see. 30 frames per second. Once again? Extra 30 frames per second. It was 30 frames per second on the PS4 Pro. Oh, but if you played 1080p? No, I played 4K HDR and it was 30 frames. I'm sure. I think now it's probably 60, but I can't see the difference. I can't tell the difference. No. No. I think that is, I think you can. In, in, I thought that was when they patched it, mm. whenever they patched it last year, they added the, uh, when they brought up the PS5 patch, it was it was playable then in 4K 60 frames. Yeah, but to be honest, man, I I don't really see. So the I think the difference so is definitely that it's now 60 frames instead of 30. But that was a rock solid 30 frames per second yeah. on the PS4 Pro, so it's just as good there. I think. I think there was quite yeah. a bit of chat about load times as well, wasn't there? You should mm. really yeah, that's yeah, that's true. They, those are better. Impressive. Those are better on the PS5 with the SSD, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, someone was saying on Discord four minutes on the PC to load up from. From the first when you first fire it up, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. It took me the longest time to use the function on the PS5, where you know when you hit the PS button and you basically put it into standby, and then yeah. obviously <laughs> you press the PS button and fire it back up again. And, and it's almost like a, 
it's like a switch. You literally just pick up. PS4 has that as well. That works really well. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I've never, I've never tried that on the PS5 or oh, the PS4. Okay, oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you literally, just sit down and five seconds later, you're back yeah. in playing right where you left oh. off. I think, I think it only does it, it for it, it one. It keeps game. powered all the time, so I it think, keeps yeah, uh, the memory uh, active. So exactly yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. whichever yeah. one you've got. So open. you can't flip between games like that. You nope. can go from no. no. Okay, on the Xbox, you can do three. Yeah, I think. no, you can't. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Chris? Why would you want to though? What you been up to? So I will keep it brief. So since I finished Horizon Zero Dawn, I've been playing one game and one game only, and that is Final Fantasy One. I've become <laughs> completely and totally besotted and addicted by a 1987 NES RPG. And I won't go into any detail, but I'll tell you one little story from last night that will make you laugh. This is how brutal this game can be. So I'm at the final dungeon, right? The right, right to the final boss. Final boss is Chaos, Garland slash Chaos. You get to the final dungeon, and you, you can't save in dungeon, so you can only save outside the dungeon. I've been through this dungeon a couple of times already to grind for levels, so I've probably spent kind of going on for three hours already on this dungeon. And when you know where you're going, you can get through it in about 40 to 45 minutes from start to finish. So last night, I thought, right, I'm going to go, and I'm gonna, I feel like I'm ready. I'm going to take on the boss. Mm. So I spent 45 minutes going through this dungeon, random battles every five or six seconds. Get to the get to the final boss. In his first attack, he does an instant kill attack that has a percentage chance of hitting that wipes out every single one of my party members. <laughs> the, the, the battle lasted seven seconds oh, and it was game over. Mm. And that doesn't it. sound no like safe. a game. That sounds like punishment. No and then you've got to go through the whole thing again. Yep. There's no save before the boss. Why? You, your only save is on the world map before you go into Why the dungeon. Why on earth are you using save states? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got this God. far. I've got 30 hours into it without using save states. I might as well crack on and try oh, and do it. No. I now obviously know that the first thing I need to do when I get to this boss is cast... And and um, the you thing can cast the spell, which, which makes you immune from instant kill attacks. Mm. So obviously I now know that that's the first thing I need to do, but I hadn't fought that boss before. I had no idea. His first attack wiped me out. Brilliant. Oh, man. Nice. I went to bed a very, very unhappy boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An 8-bit RPG does not sound fun. <laughs> the thought of going back to Horizon Zero Dawn right now really, really appeals. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, there we go. So that that is on that cheerful and wonderful note. Let's let's crack on. So we've got a lot to cover tonight. We're going to do all story, guys. Feel free to jump in with anything you want to talk about. If you mopped up any side quests or you want to talk about the final tool, I think we pretty much got to the point where we done as much as I think we wanted to do side quest wise. I think. Andy and I have probably gone a little bit deeper than Mads and Jim on this stuff. I know Mads, kind of the collectibles, haven't really chimed with you. Uh, and Jim, you've kind of no. been sticking to the main story. So I did all of the bandit camps because I thought those were yeah. fun. Um, did all of That's the cauldrons, of course, because those were fun as well. Didn't really care about the Banuk figures or no. anything like that. But I did go for the energy cells, actually. Yeah, same. Did you get these suits? Yeah, suit. sadly, but we'll get to yeah. that when we get uh, to that point. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
<laughs> it's it's, a, it's yeah. a it's definitely a game changer. Let's say that for now. Hmm. So do jump in, guys. Whenever you want to bring something up or you want to you want to go off piste. Whilst we're on topic, we will just be going through the main story. And in a slight change, what I won't be doing here is going through completely blow by blow for all of this because we would be here until 6am. There is a lot to cover here and a lot of story. I think it'll be more interesting for us and the listeners if we talk about our reaction to the story Mm. rather than word for word what the story is. We're assuming here that the people who've listened to this have already played these missions so I'm going to keep the description, The syn- I'm going to stick to a synopsis of what happens within a certain mission, and then we can have a chat about kind of what we thought and, and, and how we reacted to it. I think that would work better in, in this, in this uh, for this set of missions. So, Mads, where did we fit? Where were we at the end of the Grave Horde? I've got no idea. Is that where we slide down that huge, huge cable, or...? Is that the end of the Grave Horde? Uh, yes, oh, it was. I, I love that ride. That was good. <laughs> yeah. So, can anyone story-wise? I'm sorry, I, I can't actually pick it up. It's been it's been too long. It's um... we we just found out, and we about um, so it was in the graveyard, a grave horde, uh, yeah. and pretty much human extinction was pretty much inevitable. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just learnt about Operation Enduring Victory. Yes, we? so uh, Project they wanted basically they were just going to feed the humans to to the machines in a, so that they could finish uh, Project Zero Dawn. They'd codenamed it Operation Enduring Freedom, uh, Enduring Victory, Enduring Victory yeah. to give it this yeah. sort of big glamorous name to get people willing to... They, I think they sort of tricked people into believing that it was a, a super... Well, we, at the moment, we think it's a super weapon, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We think that Zero Dawn is a, is a super weapon. Yes. they're they yeah, prote- yeah, yeah. protecting the people creating Zero Dawn because that's their last yeah. chance of survival. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth needs money and resources, people, so she can finish that. And the only way to sort of give it the time is to basically throw people at, at the machines to get to give it the time to do it. Hmm. Um, yeah. I think they've been given three years. Because these machines are living off biomass, they've been given three yeah. years, I think, before everything was wiped out on the planet. But there was that. There was the the the, the bigger threat was the collapse of the, the atmosphere. Yeah, atmospheric yeah, collapse. Would, yeah, that would happen before the machines had been able to consume everything. That's it. We and, and that was really what was going to cause the doom. Yeah, we just found out about the orbital launch base, and at yeah. this point, this is where Silence pops up as well. Tells us that he yeah. knows where the launch base is. Everyone at the launch base is connected via the uh, focuses. Yeah. And so we've got to go and destroy this focus network so it will stand a chance against all the people. I think, was it the Citadel? Sunfall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, orb- the orbital base is beneath what is now Sunfall. Sunfall. And he says, you'll, you'll never get into Sunfall because they'll know exactly that you're on, on your way and they'll just yeah. intercept you. So we have to crash the network. Before we can we can uh, go to some fall, yeah. Well done, good stuff. Jim is now the recap expert. Yes. Remember that, Andy, for your game next. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Jim's yeah, your man. Yeah. <laughs> Straight over to him. <laughs> so before, so we do before we go to some fall, we we embark on the mission to curse the darkness, which is um, probably a bit of filler, 
not much killer, but let's let's have a quick chat about what happens in Case of Darkness. It the location on the map is kind of southwest of Meridian, isn't it? In like a little right over mm. on the west of the map, just south of probably as far, as far west as I'd been at this point, just south of Meridian. Uh, in in like a jungle area, there is a there is a shadow Kaja mining operation going on here, protected by a bunch of corrupted machines. Um, there's a bit of chat, interesting chat between Aloy and Silence as to his role, and he reveals here for the first time that although he wasn't part of the eclipse, he knows and assisted the eclipse, although he won't say how. The kind of plot is ticking pretty quickly here with Silence, and you're starting to get the impression that he's probably got a pretty dark past. Yeah, I really enjoyed from this this part until the end because the plot's coming at you in it for so long of this game. We've had like yeah. little tidbits and little teasers, and now it's hitting you, hitting you with the yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, I, I've got I've got views on the pacing of the story mm. and the method of delivery. I love the main story, and we'll we're going to get into it. But the, yeah, the pacing and maybe depending on the way you play it could mean that you get a lot of story at the end where you've probably gone 50 hours or so without a huge amount. But you know, we can chat about that as we go in terms of how it's paced. Um, the, the, probably the most interesting thing about the... There's probably two interesting things that I wanted to mention before we get to the, the big plot cutscene at the end is there are some decommissioned machines here, which is mm. just, I think the first time we've seen... The fact that the shadow cards are actually deco- there's a decommissioned Thunderjaw, I think, as we as we enter the camp, which suggests that they've become accustomed to just taking apart and decommissioning these machines and essentially putting them back together again. I think this comes back into play in the Frozen Wilds as well, with a decommissioned. You have to recommission a tall neck, I think, in the in the Frozen Wilds. Okay, okay. yeah, because there's a dis- there's a decommissioned tall neck here as well, isn't there? That's right, and yeah. they they have repurposed the tall neck, haven't they, to to create the focus network? Yeah, yeah. and that's kind what, of a that's huge antenna. Says we need to do. Yeah, so they've they've got this almost like a network array, haven't they, on top of the tall neck? Um, Silence is directing us to where he thinks the tall neck. He, he knows seems to know a lot about this site, and uh, Aloy is getting more and more suspicious as to how he knows all of this stuff and he kind of pops in and pops out and doesn't really answer her when when she when she talks we then get a series of data points a lot of data points here probably six or seven of them all about Helis mm. who is the the, the 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 big the big baddie of the shadow Kaja. he is the the the, the chosen one of of the shadow Kaja. he's the guy who in the proving uh it was about to kill Aloy before Rost intervened um so look, if you can remember this stuff, it, it's a lot about there's there's some stuff about his purpose again. It's a bit similar to what we had with uh, what was the name of the guy, the uh, the Osserum guy who we had to take out. Olden. No, the warlord guy who was who uh, killed. He's the one who yeah he tried to blow up uh, Meridian. Uh, he, he tried to block yeah, out the sun uh, and ended up setting off a firework. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's a little bit like that. Remember, we were talking about how on the nose some of that dialogue was. To give my purpose, Mads is desperately trying yes. to rack his brains. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I can't remember name. Um, Darude or something, wasn't it? I can't. Darude, not Namrude. No, Deval, 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 Deval. Yeah. So it's a little bit similar to Deval. We get 
that we get stories about how he had to watch his wife die, and then he uncovers the he uncovers what he refers to as the buried shadow, which we know and which we knew then was Hades. Um, now the the question I had here is, I left these data points thinking these guys have discovered this buried shadow, this thing that is Hades. And there's a lot of talk about how uh, uh, Avad wrongly uh, took the took the took Meridium, killed Jiram, who was their king. Mm. You know, he spirited away uh, the the it, 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 the child king and his mum. And I get the impression they fa- they've come across Hades, this 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 buried whatever they call them, the buried devil. Mm. Um, and and they've used or they've tried they've reawakened Hades. To help them take back Meridian, do you think they know? Well, obviously they didn't know what Hades is, but do you think at some point along the line they've discovered that Hades is actually not quite what they think he is? No, is. I mean let's we we know stuff from later on. Of course, we know exactly yeah, we, how that was presented to them. Uh, Hades was was presented to them as their buried god, uh, so that's what they think it is. They don't know him as Hades. Pre- Presented to them by whom? Silence. Silence. Silence Silence talks to Hades and asks him, even teaches him some of their sacred texts so that when he brings them there, the the Kaja, he he can recite the sacred texts and then uh, the Kaja priests throw their their hands up and say, oh, it's it's the, the, the buried devil or buried whatever, buried God. Yeah, so they so so Silence has essentially taught them that this is the thing yes. that can win Meridian back for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Um so we get a lot of stuff about that, about how they first came the buried shadow they call it, how they first oh, came it, across yeah. the buried shadow, mm. etc. Um Aloy in the end works her way up to the top of, of the tall neck, uh, and she has a confrontation here with, with Hades, who refers to her as the entity. Mm. Now, at this point, we, we don't know who and what Aloy is, although Mads had cracked the case. I knew from the beginning. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> and I think armed with Mads's prediction, I think we all pretty much knew by this point that a- Aloy was a some kind of recreation or clone of Elizabeth Sober. Yes. Hades is referring to Aloy as the entity, and he's saying it. It is saying things like Hades takes a form here. It's almost like a metal, like some kind of ball of energy mm. uh, coming from what appears to be um, a um, one of those really big, big weaponized uh, mechs. Um, it's not the Death Eater, the really big one. I forget what they call it, the Metal Devil. Mm. Yeah. So Hades, as a ball of energy spawned from the Metal Devil that the that the Shadow Carger are working on comes up and confronts Aloy. And he's, he's saying things like, Entity has arrived. Entity has miscalculated. Entity cannot destroy me. I am beyond its reach. But Aloy then uses her spear to take out the module that's on top of the tall neck and that crashes the network and sends the Hades ball of energy back down to the... Um, back down to the... to, to, to wherever it came from. Um, cue a unchart- an Uncharted-style... Uh, Action set piece yeah. uh, on on rails chase for Aloy, which I died a bunch of times because I kept going in the wrong direction, <laughs> falling down annoying places. Um, so I normally don't really appreciate these kind of scenes, but this time it was perfect because I didn't die once and it was very hectic. So uh, 
Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? After he finished The Last of Us 2, playing this scene as well, it just got me itching for like a, a naughty dog. What of an action game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't want to do it to myself. I didn't know where to, I didn't know where to go. I kept running past because you have to you end up there's a grapple point on the side of the bridge, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I kept exactly. run, I kept running past it and then finding myself just overwhelmed by shadow cards and thinking, what am I supposed to do? So why did you but run actually, past I have, it then? Well, I've rewatched this episode. I've rewatched this chapter mm. uh, in the past week. And Silence actually says, yes. as you look down into the valley, twice. he actually says, does he say it he twice? He says it when you go past for the first time. This is going to be the way you exit when you get yes, out. That's right, exactly yeah. what And then he says, he says yeah. it when you just uh, kill the tall neck. Oh, go for the grappling point. Something along those yeah. lines, at least. So so uh, it was yeah. pretty clear what you needed to do, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says, please take note of the grapple points on the bridge because that's your exit. Yes. <laughs> no. I'd completely forgot about that. <laughs> so I, got, I got a bit frustrated. I found this, as I said in the intro, felt like this was possibly a little bit of filler to try and pace the story a little bit. Did you guys agree? The the, uh, the escape section or the entire mission? Well, no, just this, the, just this entire mission. We just had the Greyford, which mm. was very data point heavy and lore heavy. And I felt like this was thrown in as a way of, like, right now, go on, go and have a bit of fun. Go and have a bit of action before we get to the really heavy stuff. But still, for the story, it was, it was important to see the very close connection between the Shadow Carja and Hades, how, how closely yeah. they work together, I think. And I think it yeah. was it the first time we'd actually come into contact with Hades? Yes, yeah, um, first time we were in was, direct yeah, contact. Hades had been memory, talking yeah. to us yeah, yeah. before. It's the first direct mm. interaction, yes. or the only interaction direct other than the final but, battle yeah. that she has with Hades. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we still don't know what Hades is at this point, do we? No. no. Okay. No. We're about to find out. Yes. Because the next chapter is the deep secrets of the Earth. Uh, this is where it all goes down, people. It's, it's the good stuff in this game. This really is. Sunfall, before we get there, so we head off to Sunfall. Sunfall's an amazing place. I mean, I love this city. I've, I'm, I really love Meridian. I kept, kept saying to my wife I'd love to go on holiday to Meridian because <laughs> I think it's just a spectacular-looking <laughs> place. Isn't it? Like, right up on that mesa, mm. look, looking down, I love Meridian. Yeah. But Sunfall is so spectacular. This city, this... It looks like it's built out of sand in the middle of a desert. It's yeah, absolutely spectacular. There's a bit before you go off for the final battle where you speak to a few characters and there's a bit where you go down some steps and I just stood there for a few minutes and just watched this, this sunrise. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Stunning. And this game looks... And we've been saying this, I know, for a long time over all the episodes, but... You know, it's it's now five years old. I've I've spent seventy hours, and I still find myself occasionally just stopping mm. and watching a sunset or a sunrise. Yeah. Or it's a, an incredible, incredible looking game. Yeah. Remind me to uh, when we get to the final boss. If it was sunrise for everyone else, okay. If it, if it was daylight, remind me to ask. Yeah, okay, I will do. I probably won't, so you have to remember it yourself. Okay. But I'll try. <laughs> okay. 
if you guys haven't seen it, there's a no clip documentary that goes in. That's about an hour and fifteen minutes long. It goes and interviews all the technical guys and artistic guys all about this game. It's really, really good. I'd highly recommend it. If you're interested in, you know, how they built it and how they built the tools, it's mm. really, really good. And there's loads of GDC talks as well on it. On if you really want to get into the, the weeds on this, there's loads of stuff out there. The music amazing as well in some form. I had the moment that I don't know whether you guys did. As you go down to the point at which the mission starts, as you go into the bunker beneath some form, mm. Silence makes this comment about this is the point of no return. If you need to finish anything off, you better go and do it now. Very game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bailed. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you-, you want to go on? <laughs> did you bail, Andy? I did, yeah. And I also went off and did the side quest that was available yeah. back at the start. Yeah, I did well. I'm not sure. Did you guys do that as well? Because I thought that broke the pacing a wee bit by going off and doing that. I would have, yeah, it did. I would have rather that that wasn't even an option or basically you, that was part of the main story almost that you got confronted as you arrived and you had to go off and do that before you then went in. Because I remember going and doing that and I can't remember the exact details of it but i remember post having done that i then went in to carry on with this mission and there was some quite stilted dialogue in amongst some fall itself with some of the other characters where it didn't really fit in with what i just done it was really just picking up from Mm. where the the main quest went rather than what i'd actually done in reality so it seemed it was a slightly strange design choice on my i thought that happened did you guys did did you guys do that side quest which one was that so that's the one where you have to where the you end up spiriting you end up getting the boy the the boy prince Itaman the yes, son I of did that one as well. the half brother yep. of Avad back to Meridian. Yeah, did that. I don't think I did that one. Mm. I, I'm glad you didn't, Jim, because there's a point later where I thought I wonder what happens here if you've not done mm. the that side quest because it all it, I agree with Andy it almost feels like it's compulsory. Okay, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. So I now got, that we're I talking get... side quests anyway, can we just uh, discuss the bandit camps and what we did at the end of that? Because I I guess you guys oh, yeah. must have finished that around here as well. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That was one of the things I bailed to, to go and do. I had one more bandit camp oh, to do okay. that I wanted okay. to finish off. Sorry, Jim, I just uh, interrupted you. There. No, no, go on. no, no, go on. So when you do the final bandit camp, uh, you meet Nil? outside the camp and uh, he uh, asks you to meet him at uh, some plateau somewhere I think yeah and of course I, I metal flower up there so I'd already been up there you, yeah I had I'd been there as well I've been there as well yeah but uh, I immediately went there I had the travel point because I've been there before at, at the campfire so I immediately went there and he he's killed everybody there and uh, he's asking you for a fight to the death. He, he wants to, he wants you to kill him or him to kill you, because uh, Neil is a homicidal maniac. I love Neil. So, so I've got to ask, what did you choose to do, Chris? So I have to say that I fudged this a little bit because by this point I knew about the trophy <laughs> that you get for having all allies available. See, that at the end. is why trophies are bad for gaming. Abolish trophies <laughs> makes you spend far too much time doing pointless things and and destroys the story because now the emergent story storytelling here is totally gone. You, so you let a maniac already, live because uh, he so killed all of those I, I, poor campers there at that campsite, but you let him live anyway. 
I would have took the fight because I love Neil and I love his 100% commitment to being a complete and total psychopath. <laughs> but, and he never changes throughout the whole game and I love that. Mm. But, okay. but no, I let him live because by this point I was panicking because I killed Olin and I thought that achievement, word, that trophy would be shut off from him. Oh, okay. yeah. So, yeah. But you know that I he's not live. compulsory for that achievement. I know. Because I fought... Well, o- Olin's not, but Neil is. Mm. No, he's not. Because I fought, not? I fought him and killed him. <gasps> and when I got to the end, and I literally had about three things to tick off to get the platinum achievement. Yeah. One of them I had... There was one of them that wasn't yet revealed... And I had a horrible feeling I've killed the one person who I will need oh, I no. should have kept alive to get it. But mm. no, it's I still got that all allies oh. joined or whatever for the um for the final fight. Oh damn it, I should have killed him. Then. I guess I got that one as well then. The- but I really, really really don't care about trophies. Yes you do, you like <laughs> <laughs> no, no. he he had to die in my in my books. It's he, yes. he challenged he challenged Aloy and you know it's I'm all for you know Aloy. I think she's she's principled, and I think she's got a good sense of judgment as well. But I think ultimately he went in with his eyes open, and he wanted that fight and was willing to accept the consequences. So it wasn't like it was in any way her killing an unarmed man that was lying on the floor like you did, Chris. It was more <laughs> that he actually had a chance. Do it to again. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, he had a, he had a chance to defend himself, and he wanted to fight. So I was like, if you want to fight, you can have it, but. You're going to have to deal with the consequences here. Mm. And I actually, there was a point where initially I said yes to the fight. And I think you, it gave you the option to backtrack slightly. Mm. And, I think I okay. said, and I think I said something to him along the lines of, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> and uh, he said yes. And I was like, fine, we'll fight then. And I was quite surprised. I thought, because there's been a couple of points up until this in the game where I think they're, they're false choices that it gives you. It's There's been, I think we've actually done it amongst the four of us anyway, where sometimes we've said yes, yeah. sometimes we've said no, but you ultimately get the same outcome anyway. Yeah. Um, and I thought it would maybe be the case where he was just going to say, actually, do you know what? I respect you too much. I'm not going to fight you. And, you know, good luck on your travels type thing. But no, I just went straight into the fight, which I was quite surprised by. So what happens when he dies then? I mean, It's not, really nothing. it's really lame. Um, it's uh, I forget what his actual words are but it's literally a case that it goes to a cut he's lying there and it goes to a cut scene and like assassin's creed or something which yeah is... it's literally just he he's lying there obviously more mortally wounded but manages to speak like he was just having a particularly casual yeah. conversation and says along lines of <laughs> eloquently delivers his yeah, final speech and, and, just, and, just, oh, no. uh, and <laughs> just lets out his <laughs> final final breath and lies lies down and dies I was like okay that's not the most dramatic death I've ever seen <laughs> is it as bad as Erin's sister's death it's very comparable in fact yeah. is it yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's uh, that was obviously their how, that was obviously how they wanted to portray deaths in the game I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jim what did you do I didn't get that far. Oh, oh my I've god! I've still got bandit Have camps. You done any side I've still got bandit camps. Yeah, I've done a load of side quests, but mm. I'm not done the bandit camps. Stuff like like the bandit camps and the trinkets. I just like almost wish it had just wind like pull some of that back the, a little bit. The bandit mm. camps are good. I can understand the trinkets because that is, I mean, as Ma- in Mads's words, that that is busy work, mm. which you either enjoy doing or you don't. Well, now but the bandit camps are, are, are you know, they're they're. Good. Now I've they got my um. Now I've got my super suit. I might go and uh, I might go and take them. Take them. And out. they're not they're not difficult at all. I mean, even the the so called hardest ones, in the end, are most bandit camps I did without being detected at all. Just yeah, for sure. Shut them all yeah. in the head. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I even let them call the alarm just to give me some more people to kill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not that hard. No, but I, I killed Nil, of course, because I went there to the camp and I thought, hmm, he's, he's probably going to make me fight him. And I looked around and I saw that he'd killed all those those people. So I thought, I'm just going to check if these are bandits. And I walked around and normally when you're standing next to a corpse, you can loot. It says bandit, thug, bandit, fire, something, bandit, mm. whatever. <laughs> it just said corpse, 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 corpse. So I decided, no, no, I, I can't let this maniac live. Um, so and he's, he's been in prison for war crimes already. So, uh, yeah. So I, I definitely went in there wanting to kill him, and he survived all of five seconds before Aloy pulled him down. So, <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys do the side quest in that prison down south? Yeah, I did. Where you have to hunt down the three? Uh... Yeah. I did it that's, twice. That's, that's a weird one. Once again, Chris? It's that's a weird one, isn't it? It's like that is literally like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Is that the one that's like the Kestrel's Nest or something like that? Is it called the? Yeah, I think so. That was the prison that um, Neil was in. Yep. Yeah. Ah, okay. Oh, I missed that part, but I I found that just when I was roaming around and yeah. I went in and it was full of soldiers, so I took them all out. And obviously that oh, was that's another place just, then because you, you yeah, don't that's kill a different here. one. Yeah. It's a different prison. You must, where, where you must have done it because you got you got a hundred percent, Andy. But it's mm. you get a jailer. You get tasked with trying to kill three. Um, ah, do you know what I think you might have done? You might have killed the person who you're supposed to kill in that quest just by discovering them in the world. I don't think they were there. I think I had to because I basically oh. had to go back to that place if it's the same one ah. I'm thinking of, and basically I had to redo that part. I went back and they'd all, oh, they'd okay. all is this, regenerated is this and repopulated. One? They go. They go off and hide in like the villages amongst people. Is that now, one is hiding in a bandit camp? Uh, the, the black woman, the warrior, is hiding in the bandit camp, and one is hiding in one of the villages. There's one think. in Bright Market yeah, that Bright you have Market. to follow That's out true. of yeah. Bright Market. Yeah, mm. and and where's the last yeah. one? I forget. I can't remember mm. now. Yeah, but it's a bit. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit silly. It, the, these things do break up the pacing, though. Yeah. They do, because I'm going to complain about the pacing of the story in a minute. And and these things are here, of course, to break up the pacing to the extent that you want it to be broken mm. up. Yeah. Aren't they? Right. So we go into the bunker. After plucking up the courage to go past any point in any game where someone says, this is the point of no return, fills me with absolute horror and terror. <laughs> so all I of us, twice. when we got to that point, we bailed, right? Yeah. Yes. Jim, as well? What was that, sorry? When you got to that point, did you bail as well, like uh, Andy and Chris and I? Yeah, I think I did. Okay. And then I came back and then I bailed again after the heart of the night. I bailed again. I bailed. <laughs> yeah. No, I just can't do it. I'm not ready yet. Yep. <laughs> because well, I, I thought I thought it might completely be linear till the end of the story after mm. this, but it it's not quite, oh, is it? Yeah. I mean the world does change after this, but it's not it's not quite you're not quite on a linear I think path. where is it where you get the final or what should be the final power cell? Is that the heart of the Nora or the mountain that fell? Yeah, it's not it's not in this one. It was the mountain that fell. So I went I went off yeah. on a frolic after the mountain that fell then. So yeah. right, because right before the end. That might be your last one, or no, that will be your last one because I had to read I had to get the one from the heart of the Nora that I didn't get earlier in the game. I had to go all the way back up to that massive pillar. Um oh, God. Oh, right at the very start of the game. Mm. And it took me forever to remember how to get back up there. <laughs> and and she kept quoting 
like loads of dialogue that we already knew the answer to. The plot had already unveiled it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, kept, she kept coming out with all these little quips. I'm like, we already know this, Aloy. Come on. Yeah, one for the road. Yeah. Yeah, they could have toned that down a little bit, couldn't they, I think? Yeah. After like 70 hours, maybe you've heard some of those lines a little bit too many times. Yeah. Um, but let's get into it then, because when we get into the bunker, this is, my note says this, and I was making these notes contemporaneously as I'm going through. My note says, this is the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> as we're going in, silence is is gives us a little bit of a, speech about how he's been looking for these um the, the these answers for years and he says and honestly i've proper chills when he said this he says for here all the deepest secrets of the earth are laid bare and it delivered in that in that daniel's way i was absolutely i was probably sitting there on the edge of my seat I couldn't wait to see what it was gonna tell us um so we get into it the first real set of rooms we get to a kind of landing stage for people who have been called for Project Zero Dawn. Um, there is a waiting room. There is a holding room. Um, there's data points talking about how the reception staff need support with ZD, Zero Dawn candidates, arriving. Um, the, the idea was they arrive at this place, this facility, um, this 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 orbital station, as it's called, um, those people who were chosen to be part of the Zero Dawn project would arrive here, and then they will be funneled through a series of of rooms, of of stages of message delivery. The first one, <laughs> my note says, here we go. <laughs> first one is ZD01. And this is, this is, so this is the bad news, right? They're getting the, there's bad news and there's good news here. And they're going to get the bad news first. And the bad news is delivered by General Harry. So we see this uh, on, a, on a holograph data point. It's your bathtub effect, isn't it? It was the bathtub effect. You get the bad news and then it, they bring you back up out the bath. To give you the good news. I've never heard that before. But yeah. I like it. <laughs> shit, shit, a bit of a shit sandwich as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's there's bad, there's bad news, good news, bad news. <laughs> Welcome to Project Zero Dawn. I am General Harris, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States of America. I'm sure you've heard the rumors that Zero Dawn is a top secret super weapons program. The technological miracle that will save us from the Pharaoh Plague if Operation Enduring Victory can hold off the robots long enough. The reason I'm sure you've heard the rumors is that I'm the one who spread them, and they are all lies. Zero Dawn is not a super weapons program, and it will not save us. Nothing will save us. Here's why. By the time the glitch was noticed, it was already too late. Nothing could stop the Pharaoh Plague. Nothing can. Its robots will continue to replicate and devour the biosphere. Life on Earth will be destroyed. Our planet reduced to a barren sphere. Global extinction is inevitable. No matter how many we kill, the robots just keep exponentially making more. If we had their deactivation codes, we could shut them all down. The entire swarm. 
But since their cryptographic protocols use polyphasic entangled waveforms, cracking a code set would take half a century. At best, we've got 16 months. Not exactly what you'd call a survival option. The destruction of a biosphere is not the sort of apocalypse you can wait out in a fallout shelter or a space station. There will be no Earth left to reclaim. Just a lifeless, toxic rock with several million pharaoh robots on it, hibernating, waiting for something to eat. This is the horrible truth behind the lies of Operation Enduring Victory. My lies. Lies designed to inspire millions of innocents to sacrifice themselves in battle. Why? One reason. To buy time for you and the work you will do here. Zero day. The day that life on Earth ceases to exist is coming fast. It cannot be stopped. The hope of zero dawn is that something new might come after. But I will leave it to Elizabeth Sobek to shine that thin ray of light into the darkness. Harris, out. General Harris is here. He's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs in this day and age. We've heard him before. He's the guy who compared himself to Hitler and Alexander the Great and the worst the worst murderer of all time, wasn't he, in the in, in the Gravehood. So he confesses here. So this is this would have been the message that these poor, poor sods, these poor candidates going into uh, Project Zero Dawn were delivered. So he tells them here that Zero Dawn is not a weapons program at all and won't save us. Nothing will save humankind. He explains that by the time they noticed the glitch, it was too late. The Pharaoh Plague was, was rampant. It was reproducing. It was consuming biomass. There is no hope for humankind. He says it would take 50 years to crack the code to shut down these machines, by which time it was way too late. The 16 months before the atmosphere uh, is going to collapse. And he says there will be no, there's no good building a biosphere to protect them, to try and keep the machines out, because by the time the machines are finished, there will be no earth left to reclaim. And he confesses to the truth behind the operation Enduring Victory Lie. Uh, he says it was all about buying, biding time for the candidate to come to the Zero Dawn facility to do what they need to do. Uh, and he says Zero Day is coming and the hope of Zero Dawn is that something new will follow after. Um, and then that is the bad news. They're then taken out of that and then they're assessed to see how they've coped before they get to the next bit. And he does say Dr. Sobek is going to explain more about what Zero Dawn is. But they're then assessed by psychologists as to whether they they can only go through to the good news part if they're assessed to be stable enough. I mean, what is this horror? This is purely... This is terrible. I mean, imagine. Imagine this. I mean, it's horrific. I was well into this by this point, yeah, and same. I was Im imagining being there and being one of these people. And there's data points lying around about how, how how various people have reacted, and some are really cold about it. Others are just going absolutely nuts. They're going crazy with this news that mm. basically everyone's going to die, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's horrific, absolutely horrific. Um. 
yeah, so there's various various audio points of the interviews. Um, one of them is an ex-Faro engineer who has been called back as a scientist, but he was part of the team that built the machines in the first place. So for him, I mean, it's just it's just awful. But the one thing that we get here, and again, I understand why they do it. It breaks it up. It just it just changes the pace a little bit. We get a bunch of enemies. Mm. Mm. Apparently, because when we when we opened the bunker, it let out a load of air, which the shadow cards are on the outside realised, and then they're able to get in through the vents because the vents opened. Yeah, yeah. I've got well, a note here though. So there's a bit where you go through like a blast door where presumably there's no other way in. Yeah, you yeah. get in there and there's eclipse the other side of the door. They come in through the vents, haven't they? Okay. So when you open the blast door, it opens the vents. Yeah. Uh, and they get in that way. Okay. Still annoying. I'll let them off. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't. It didn't even add anything to the game, really, because you're there no. and you're really soaking up the story that's being told in all of these many, many data points. There's so many data points down here. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was loving doing that, and it was just a bit of a nuisance to have yeah. having to dispatch of those uh, shadow cards. Yeah. I think it actually yeah. raises a very fair point as well, which I completely agree with. Is that I think I don't have many criticisms of this game, but I think one of them I do have relates primarily to the storytelling and how it's delivered. Yeah. And as a prime example here of, as you say, where I think all of this stuff is, if you're following the story of the game, is so key that you you really want to be able to just take it all in unmolested, mm. so to speak, yeah. where you can just go through all. But I've got issues with it all being a lot of it being tied to data points as well. Now yeah. I know that there's it's a, optional. Yeah, and I I know there's a huge there's a there's too much to deliver it in game, but at the same in terms of you know through cutscenes or whatever, and so a lot of it obviously has to be. But I I don't like the fact that you can miss it more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Is that I think as I mentioned earlier to you guys, I kind of went back through and got all the data points, but I I would have much preferred that there was. I didn't like the fact, and I'd missed a lot. Basically, there's I, and that was me looking for. And I guess that's, yeah. that's the frustration is that I was looking for this stuff. It wasn't even yeah. like I was just mm-hmm. trying to get through things as quickly as possible. I was actively trying to find all this stuff and still missed a huge amount. And you're spending time, as you say, it breaks the immersion where you're looking behind cabinets and yeah. rummaging around places. It it just doesn't fit with what you'd actually be doing at that point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So I agree. yeah, in this it wasn't part perfect. Least, it would have been better for the storytelling had it just been more linear. Because yes. I, I was frantically searching every nook and cranny as well. Because I yeah, really didn't you just want to miss more. any of this stuff, and you could have yeah. missed so yeah. much. I mean, I, yeah, actually, you, you could have probably only seen the three or four uh, holographic messages, and that would be it. And man, would you have lost a lot of story there. Did it- there's four. Yeah. There are four compulsory holographic yeah, messages. They're really good, though. But but still, you could have lost so many details. Yeah. So many, mm. like not and not even like ancillary detail, like key, yes. really key story mm. stuff is is optional yeah. here. Yeah, but it does it later on again. I'm sure we'll come to it with Rost. Here's what happened with him. That's completely missable. You, you, yeah, you can't I, tell well, me. I did. I missed it. <laughs> Uh, and I've still not seen it. it. I haven't okay. seen it either. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it <laughs> no, either. You, you were you the only one who found okay. that, Jim. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, it, it, that is it's another example of how the story here really is optional. And yeah, I, and that's weird. My, my biggest com- my biggest complaint with it is is how it's paced. I mean, it, this is 
this is all back ended stuff. This is the end of the game, really. We're on the we're on the running, mm. and we're get. We've had a lot of. I was listening to myself, listen back to our last episode today, and I've said it on pretty much on every episode that the story is a distraction from the game. The game is wonderful, wonderful, and I felt the story is a distraction until this point when I just couldn't, absolutely couldn't get enough of it. But it's all back ended. Like the whole story is yeah. all crammed into that final section of the game when it, I mean it's kept us guessing and we've had fun with our predictions as to you know what we think Zero Dawn is and it's really that was that was fun talking about that last time but I, I wonder whether they could have they could have spread it a little bit more it's too much of one it's it's too condensed it's just information overload I spent about two two and a half hours on this section okay I was taking notes as well because for the pod but I spent so much time just listening. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I loved it. I loved it. Mm. Because I think we're all, maybe to varying extents, people who really get into this stuff and enjoy the lore of this stuff. But that is a long time to, by and large, just be standing there listening to audio yeah. or reading text. Mm. It's a long time. Yeah, It's interesting that you say that because... I kind of feel with this that this game that some like less is more like that whole Erin stuff that we played through in yeah. the last. Don't need it. Get rid of that. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah, they could have completely got rid of that. Yeah, all these collectibles. Don't need them. Get rid of it. Like I say, less is more sometimes. And I, we'd spent what like 30, 40, 50 hours to get to this big re- plot reveal, yeah. and and then they're just interrupting it with these like with these confrontations that yeah. you've already had out in, in the main playing area and clearing these bases and everything else. You don't need it now. Is, right that the, they've had this story teased for so long. Let us get into it. Yeah, just let it give a it to us. the padding yeah, yeah. Is, is, it gets in the way of the actual storytelling, as you say. But yeah. I find that, of course, the collectibles are mindless and, and shouldn't be done because you, you destroy the, the storytelling. I even find the bandit camps, even though they were fun and the corrupted zones, don't give much. They, they don't give anything to the story. It doesn't make much sense for Aloy to be doing that because she wants to solve her problems and then figure out what to yeah. move the main storyline along. Mm. But one thing that they could have done. I mean, that's okay. That's padding. It's it's silly and we shouldn't do it, but we do it to level up because you need to. But yeah. one thing they should have been doing better that uh, other games do better is that the side missions, the side quests, should yeah. tie into the main storyline better. Yeah, because a lot yeah, of yeah. these side quests are just kind of mindless as well when you get to yeah, the completely domains. irrelevant yeah, yeah exactly I mean mm. my husband is, is lost go find him okay I'll go find your lost husband and yeah and it's ridiculous. so many <laughs> yeah the hunting lodge all of that it's it's kind of mindless and, and, and adds nothing to the story and it would have been a tiny thing narratively to, to tie them a bit better into the main storyline actually yeah 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 I'm watching this no clip documentary as well they had a whole team of people on quest design mm. And a whole team of people doing side quests, so they must think about this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, whether it, is, it, is it lack of ideas, I, I don't know, or is it deliberate, like just to break up the pacing of, to give you a break almost from the main story? I don't know. Could be. Yeah, I don't and know. The only thing I, the only thing I can say in defence of the collectibles is that it gives you an excuse to go and explore what is an, an amazing yeah. world, mm. yeah. Ama- amazing Indeed. both in terms of world building, story, and technical. Mm. Oh, I so loved it. Does, it. it does. Yeah, it's kind it of like you, uh, yeah. If you almost treat it as like post game content, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a lovely way to just go back and just almost 
it's almost like a swan song for the the world that we've spent so much time in and have enjoyed so much. It's a last opportunity to go and revisit some of these areas and some of which you'd completely forgotten about and some of which you hadn't found despite, as you say, spending 60 plus hours in this world. You hadn't seen a lot of these areas. So I love what you just said. You said it's almost like post-game content. See, my main gripe with this kind of stuff is that it breaks up the flow and it destroys yeah. the storytelling completely. Yeah. I had yeah. the same feeling with the bloody stuff you could pick up in in The Last of Us 2. is so yeah. pointless and, and made me spend too much time that I should have been spending enjoying the story instead. It's, it's, it's yeah, so stupid. Yeah, definitely. I hate myself when I pick up a single collectible. But uh, as post, post-game stuff, brilliant. Because sometimes when you're done with a game, you know, a game like this that you yeah. spend 60 hours on, you feel like you're not ready. Ah, that, that's too soon. I, I could spend five more yeah. hours just running around this beautiful world. Yeah. That's when you need to go pick up that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Andy, I know, I know. Just like me, you didn't do it post game, did you? Because I was running around hunting Banuk figures when I really should have been <laughs> yeah. Yeah. finding out how Aloy was born. Yeah, I'd done. I guess I don't. I don't really know what it'd be percentage wise, but I probably only had probably about half to two thirds of the collectibles, I think. And then I went off and finished the story and then found out um, and found out that ultimately it doesn't finish the game off. I don't, I don't think I had everything before I finished the game the first, or maybe I did. I certainly did. By this point in the story, I'd had everything. No, I think maybe not at this point I hadn't, but I think prior to doing the final mission, I think I might've gone and got all the data points. Um, yeah, I think I finished. I'm pretty sure I finished. I think I might have finished the game the first time with all the data points, possibly. Yeah, I don't, I don't that, that is that, that is good going to go back and and find all the data points. Is good going. It was brilliant. You, well, we'll cover it because there is a bit on this mission that called me that caused me a bigger ball ache than pretty much the all the kind of all of my criticisms of the rest of the game put together. I had an absolute disaster with one of them, and it was on this okay. mission. Don't, well, don't don't forget to mention it when we get there. Yeah, <laughs> because we're we're doing to our listeners exactly what we're complaining that the developers have done to us, and we're we're kind of <laughs> we do it all the time. <laughs> Stopped. We are incoherent, so uh, no, no worries. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> you need to know that when you pick up this package. Exactly. Yeah, we will ramble. Yes. We Waff- will. It's what we do. Made. And waffle. This is first class waffle. <laughs> Well, let's waffle about Zero Dawn yes. mm. Revelation 2.0 because the next stage is Elizabeth Sobek. So this is the good news. Only the candidates who were deemed mentally stable enough after being given the the first <laughs> the first layer of the shit sandwich were able to go through and be given the good news. And this is delivered by Elizabeth Sobek herself. You've heard the bad news and it's all true. The Pharaoh Plague is devouring the biosphere. Life itself will cease to exist. But does that have to be the end? What if we could give life a future? What if we could build a kind of seed from which, on a dead planet, life could blossom anew? This is the aim, the hope, of Project Zero Dawn to create a super-intelligent, fully automated terraforming system and bring life back from lifelessness. What would such a system require? At its core, it would need a true AI, fully capable of making the trillions of decisions necessary to reconstitute the biosphere. An immortal guardian, devoted to the reflourishing of life 
We call it Gaia. Mother Nature as an AI. But that's just the core of the system. She will need to be surrounded and empowered by a comprehensive suite of subordinate functions. Think of them as extensions of Gaia's mind, each dedicated to a specific purpose. Now these aren't AIs, but make no mistake, each presents an engineering challenge more profound than anything the human species has ever before attempted. Hardware that preserves and then gestates the billions of seeds and embryos from which life will be reborn. The construction of underground facilities to hold it all. And that's just the start. We don't have to build the entire system. The beauty of a fully automated terraforming system is that it can build itself. Now over the days to come, you'll learn how all these functions, all these pieces that you'll be working on, fit together. How we'll race the clock to execute our harvest initiatives, write the software, build the tech and the facilities. How we'll lock it down and seal it up before the inevitable occurs. But even more important, you'll know how it doesn't end here. How Gaia will generate those deactivation codes General Harris talked about and build the transmission arrays to broadcast them, shutting down the feral robots for good. How Gaia will not just build, but imagine any conceivable robot it needs to do its work across centuries. From detoxifying the Earth's ravaged atmosphere and poisoned seas, to the regreening of the Earth from cryopreserved seed stalks to rewilding the earth with animal life. And then, when all that is done, how a new generation of human beings spawned at cradle facilities around the globe will partake of Apollo, the vast archive of human knowledge and cultural achievement from which they will learn of us, our world. And most important, how not to repeat our mistakes. It's not an impossible dream. It is within our grasp if we work tirelessly and stop at nothing to achieve it. We can't stop life from ending. But if you will help me, help Gaia, we can give it a future. Join me and help make that future real. Is it a it's Ashley Baird who plays Sobek as well? Yeah, I would say Same so. Actress? It, it, it... She sounds the same. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thought so. Um, so Sobek says it doesn't have to be the end. She, she She's kind of asking herself questions in this group. Again, we see in this as a, thankfully, as a holographic image, not just audio. Um, she says, what if we could build a seed which would let life start anew? And she reveals that Zero Dawn is not a weapon. It's a terraforming system. It's the construction of an AI that is designed to reconstitute the biosphere after the robots have, after the machines have destroyed all uh, all biolife on Earth. Uh, she calls it the immortal guardian, and she calls it Gaia, Mother Nature as an AI. I, I don't know about you guys, but this, there are two, uh, my two favourite pe- moments in the game are this and, and one that comes up in a little bit. The music, the way this is delivered, the acting, the writing, the graphics, it comes together for me at this point. Yeah. I've watched this cutscene half a dozen times. 
I just love it. I love it. Everything about it. And I was just all over this. Close to tears the first time I was watching this. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I know. Same. Yeah. It ticked all the boxes for me story-wise. I thought it was really good. If anything, I was like, oh, why have you made me wait (laughs) so long? Incredible stuff this is. It is, yeah. So she describes Gaia and she says it will have a bunch of subordinated functions, um, which which she describes as not AIs themselves, but functions which will be buried away, which will support what Gaia does in various ways. Um, she says it will be hardware that preserves and then gestates the millions of seeds that would allow life to be reborn once it's all died out. Um, she's talking to the candidate and she's saying that you don't, we don't have to build the entire system. It will build itself and we won't make the same mistakes that Pharaoh made because there will be a fail-safe system called Hades who will, and we'll come on to what Hades is in a little bit. She doesn't quite go into that much detail but, here. But Hades is um, not actually a fail-safe system. That's that, that not for uh, keeping the other systems in check. The other systems no. launch Hades when they see, I mean, they're trying to rebuild Yeah, when she's got it wrong. And, and when they try to to start the terraforming, if if something goes wrong and you can't reverse the process, then yeah. it's easier to just nuke everything. Start again. Orbit, I guess. It's, a, yeah. it's a kill kill switch. It's a kill switch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not a kill switch for the other systems as such. It's for the planet. No, it just starts it's again. For the biosphere. Starts yeah. the whole. Starts the whole process. No, it again. kills everything that's living. So you can restart. And, and so Gaia can start yes. again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll come on to Hades in a minute because the guy who's in charge of the Hades subsystem is brilliant. This guy, Travis Tate, he's he's brilliant. Um, She says that the first thing Gaia will do is work to generate the deactivation codes that they need to shut down the machine. So this is the thing that's going to take 50 years. Obviously, humans will be gone by this point. So Gaia will have the time underground to, to, to develop these deactivation codes. That'll be the first thing. And then it will build the robots it needs to restore the Earth. And they're the machines that we can see now, a thousand years later, walking around the um, walking around the Earth. And it, it got me thinking about, you know, all the f- different functions that mm, all yeah, the machines yes. might have, uh, you know, and what they, they, what they give were some for. of it away. I mean, uh, of course, the the, the, yeah. the the some of them are collecting scraps, uh, scrap metal from all the yeah. dead robots, the old dead robots. Some of them are cleaning the water. I, well, was that the gracers or something like that? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, I loved that. I mean, that was it's really yeah, good. Yeah, beautiful. And this is all being done in secret, isn't it? So the machines yeah. don't know. Mm. Which I think yeah. probably should say maybe because that yeah. becomes important later on, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the humans would be created in cradles dotted around the Earth. There would be a system called Eleuthia which would create the humans of the future in artificial artificial cradles. Um, Silence calls it a, a machine of creation, mm. which is quite a, a lovely way to describe it. Um, we're going to come on to some of the systems because as you walk around the Zero Dawn facility here, you, you're basically going on a bit of a tour of the ruins of this system. And in each section, there is the different holographs and, and data points. So we are going to talk about uh, some of the things that that Gaia does as we as we go on here. Um, one of the things that I found interesting just immediately after Sobek's piece is that the um, 
the, 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 you get data points then they were given an option at this point now the, the, guy, the, the, the guys and girls who qualified to get this far were then told right now you've, you've got the bad news you've got the good news now here comes the bottom layer of the shit sandwich because <laughs> what they're told that they, they then they, they get a choice at this point don't they about what they can um, about what, what they can do they can either participate and if they choose to participate um, they can they, they are they offered the chance to participate do what they need to do and then live out their days in one of the Elysium facilities that they were going to create on the earth where basically the, the humans would be given drugs to kill off their reproduction systems so they would be allowed to just live out the rest of their days until they die um, but there would be no chance for any surviving human to, to reproduce and uh, if they didn't want to participate, then they would go to prison uh, and, uh, and await uh, medical euthanasia. Horrific. <laughs> Grim, <isn't> it? <laughs> Awful. Totally horrific. It's choice, not much of a choice, is it? <laughs> no. I just find this so, part really... I just thought it was terrifying. It was just so oppressive, wasn't it? While you're reading it, you just think that you've gone there with the best... Cause as I understood it, they were given no indication prior to moving to the second stage that that would be the ultimatum that they were given. Is that no. right? No, that it was after they got delivered the Sobek message. It was like, yeah. right now, you've heard the good news, you've heard the bad news. What do you want to do? You can yeah. either go and die now in prison or you can die later once you've done your job. Yeah, but kind of all the information they'd had up until that point, you know, obviously, they, I don't think you'd expect to have been given something no choices quite that drastic prior to going on to the second stage. I mean, because they could have walked, they could have walked away at the first stage, couldn't they? Yeah. Uh, could they? Yeah. Well, they, I don't think they could choose to walk away. They could be deemed mentally unstable, mm. and and I don't know what. Presumably, then that would default them into the right. You go into prison to die. So was it literally the case that upon reporting that to that facility, they were not able to leave it? I don't think so. Or, or maybe they could. I don't. I'm not sure whether the game talks about what would happen if they failed that first test. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not too sure. I guess some of them talked about going home and dying with their family instead. Oh, did they? Maybe so they I, could leave. I, I, I missed the part about the them going to jail, but but yeah. it was clear that going outside would be a death sentence within a shorter time period. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So really what we're doing here, the objective is to head to Elizabeth Sobeck's office because the, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find the, the, the thing that will allow us to get into the, uh, the door back in mother's, or mother back mm. in. The, and I think we know that at this point because that's the objective, isn't it, to get to Sobeck's office. To restore yes. something in the computer system. I forget what they call that's it. That's right, the, yeah. the archive yeah, or something. Yeah. I've got a note somewhere. Yeah. That's it, yeah. But, on the way, we get this tour of the Zero Dawn facility and we're basically going through all of the various um, functions, the, 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 the sub-functions of Gaia. Shout, guys, if you want to uh, pick up anything or if you've got any notes. Um, I'm not going to go through each of them. I love the teaching system. Um, I mean, one of the, the people that was left behind was an expert in doing like e-learning systems, I guess. So, so she was yeah. setting up and, and storing all of the knowledge, I guess, that we have about history, about uh, physics, that about was the, the Apollo maths, project, about I love everything. That. Yeah, so she was storing yeah. knowledge about everything, everywhere, and 
and setting up this kind of teaching system that the the children yeah. that would be artificially brought into life a hundred or two hundred years later would uh, be yeah. able to learn everything. And of course, we know because we know the people living in the world now that that failed. I mean, they know nothing. Yeah. So. Um, absolutely but, tragic i mean these people worked to capture the whole of human culture yeah. <laughs> and try and present and uh, just the idea that someone would try to do yeah. that yeah is, i love that and what isn't the one data point that she's really upset because the last of a bird or something a species of bird had died before she mm. had a chance to complete her research and she knew that it was gone yeah. forever yeah. and she was really upset i it, I loved it. I just love it. It's bri- I love this yeah, that stuff. Was, that was beautiful. I mean, yeah, just say like all the DNA of all the fossils that they can find to ah yeah, beautiful. But is it in this mission already that we see why that uh, all that knowledge is lost in the end of the mission? No, right? that's the mountain on? that fell. I think. Okay, yeah, okay. I forget. I think. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because I've forgotten. I've forgotten how. I'm sure oh, I'll okay. get in the notes, okay. but I've forgotten how that fails. Okay. Yeah. But at this point, yeah, I mean, that, that Apollo is definitely the more hopeful of all of the subsystems, isn't it, as yeah. we're going through. It's definitely the one where you think, wow, they were going to preserve 4,500 languages as part of this project. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Oh, it's worth saying as well that there are more battles here as we're going through, which are really annoying, just dotted <laughs> yeah. around that we need to we need to beat. Yeah. Um, Hades is brilliant. <laughs> the guy in the guy in charge. So as Mads has just described, Hades is the system whereby if it goes wrong, Hades would dest- it's like a kill switch would destroy everything, all life on Earth, and allow Gaia to basically have another yep. go. Um, the guy in charge is a guy called Travis Tate, who's a he's a scientist, but he's a metalhead as mm. well, and he talks about you know smoking weed and stuff like that he's very very funny but he he, i mean all of these people are selected for being brilliant people are all designed to to do a particular job as part of as part of zero dawn so this guy just happens to i I forget what his scientific background is but he was in charge of the creation of hades um and he gets he gets balled out by the person in charge of the apollo program because he was seen basically feeding porn to Apollo, so it was <laughs> yeah. it will preserve porn. Mm. Brilliant, uh, and he he says he describes Hades as extinction on demand, death on speed dial, and he says it's kind of metal. <laughs> love it. It is. <laughs> gotta love, gotta love Travis Tate. He's brilliant. Um, Aletheia is the function which creates human life and obviously this is important for Aloy because part of her mission here is to try and understand where she came from so Eleuthia was the thing that he, it's described as not a genetic engineering project but a genetic um, preservation project whereby human genome would be recaptured and would be allowed to be recreated humans would be recreated as part of Eleuthia and they would create these AIs of various types a disciplinarian a nurturer and healer who would teach those first embryonic, the new humans, how to be human. Yeah, and these AIs actually had bodies. They were uh, driving around in, in yeah, like robot they, bodies, right? Were, were, so were they some kind of humanoid? Yeah, that, they weren't humans, oh, were they? They weren't actual. Robots, yeah. right? With, with the AIs. Inside yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. Because this, we see some of them in a minute in the heart of the they, yeah. they talk like robots, don't yeah, they? They do. They've got a real coldness about them, haven't they? 
See, that's yeah, why I'm yeah. certain that Silence is an AI, because he is so cold. Uh, he's cold, he's uh, meticulous, he, even the way he speaks, he never gets yeah. passionate about anything. It's just doom, 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 do that. So, yeah. Yeah, because si- Silence says in a minute, and this is what I was talking about earlier, so uh, Silence makes the point of saying that he says it's clear that Aloy is a what, while he is he is a who, and he says, "I think I had." A, he, there's, there's some conversation between them where he says, "It's clear that I had a natural birth and you didn't." Mm. Why would he say that? I mean, he's he's a bit almost like he protests too much on yeah. this stuff. Yeah. So I think there's definitely something up with silence. Mm. Mm. I don't think he's Ross Jim. No, <laughs> that was one. That no, was one of your I, theories. Yeah. No, I'm going to retract that that statement. <laughs> well, you did. You did say. You did say on the last episode that you thought Zero Dawn was a weapon that would wipe out all life on Earth, so as to cut off the fuel of the machines. Mm. You went far wrong. Oh, not near. Not far off. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot closer. I I thought it was some weapon from outer space. Um. But that is one thing that we do find out here, which I think is really interesting. Mm. So there was an attempt to take life off Earth. I have got the project name here somewhere, but I can't quite find Oh, Project Odyssey, run by a company called Far Zenith. So they, they, what they did, they had a mini version that contained what they called an alpha build of the Apollo project. And it was sent off with some humans into space. They couldn't build ships quickly enough to get the whole of humanity off, but they did get a selection and they lost contact with Odyssey. So we don't know it was destroyed. They lost contact with yeah. it. Could could Sequel. these could they come back? These these old ones who've lived, found a planet, colonized it with the Apollo could do project, the mini one that worked. Come back in the future. It happened in uh, Planet of the Apes, didn't it? Could it be? Hey, it's a, it's a loose it's a loose thread. Did it? <laughs> did it succeed though? Did it not? I thought they it, lost they lost contact with it, didn't they? I thought I'd. Seen I thought they lost. It, con- it, I th- it ultimately crashed. I've not got a note to say it crashed. I've got a note to say they lost contact with it because mm. I thought it was later on in the game, possibly when we're making our way towards. Next mission, I thought that was the wreckage of it that you made your way through, but maybe not. Yeah, mm. there we go. Watch this space. Yeah, again, this this could age very badly, but I think there's <laughs> something in that. I do. I know nothing about the plot of Forbidden West, and I want to keep it that way. So I'm not even going to go anywhere near it until I'm ready to sit down and properly play it. But I think mm. there could be something in that. Anyway, we get to Sobek's office. We find the Alpha Registry. She reconstitutes it. And at that point, we're heading back uh, to All Mother because Aloy suspects that All Mother was a human cradle and she's very keen to go. I'm going to skip over this next bit. There is a boss battle with Helis. It's not very interesting. If you guys got anything to say about it, I don't know. Oh, there is an interesting um, choice. At the end of that boss battle, what's that? Well, you get you get to choose how you uh, how you treat him once you've beaten him. I thought that was quite interesting. 
what what did yeah what I, I haven't got notes on that so so is, is, what is, happened am I just misremembering is that later on when you actually get to kill him oh that's yeah later that's right on. at the end yeah yeah oh, that's, that's, that's actually just before yeah, the yeah. final yes yeah, sorry sorry he gets a, he get he gets a silence comes in I suppose the one interesting thing to say is silence comes in in person yeah, doesn't exactly. it yeah I was and, so disappointed. Yeah, so this is where you have the big fight with the behemoth, isn't it? With the pillars. Mm. Yeah, you've yeah, got no yeah, weapons. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. And then yeah, silence comes in, and you find out that they they know with the each other. with the sawtooths. Yeah. He listens. Silence. Just prior to that, when I was talking about the bit I would mention, it was this section here. It oh yeah. Causes you the biggest bollock ever is when he listens. He basically abseils down, doesn't he? And then there's an explosion. Yeah. There's a data point on the table that if you haven't picked it up before you trigger oh. that cutscene, there's a glitch. And basically the table that that data point was sitting on gets blown across the room. And obviously you then you leave the facility and you can't come back in until later. But when you do oh. come back in, the table that it was sitting on is gone. And basically, the data point is no longer there. And I thought for the longest time that I had that I was basically going to be one data point short of being able to collect them all. And oh no, there is multiple, multiple threads about how to solve it, and none of them were working. And basically, oh. in the end, the only way that you can do it, I think, if anybody finds themselves in this situation, is that you effectively have to uh, you have to close the game exit it, actually close the application on the PS5 desktop and then basically restart it and come back in and go do the whole thing again. And if it, it should then be floating behind a locker and <laughs> you're able to... You can't actually get to it, but you're able just to use your focus and scan it and, it'll, and it will pick it up. Do you need, for 100%, do you need to have found all the data points? Because you don't get a trophy for it. No, you don't. You just need it if you've pathetic sufferer of OCD like I am and just <laughs> poor poor man yeah, I, I mean you do I see that this is that an is illness extreme. right you're, you're draining the, 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 all of the enjoyment from the game for yourself I, but, this is, but this is the whole thing Mads, is that it was just like with each one I was getting a little sense of satisfaction I thought I'm not even going to start it and then I thought I was looking at it I was going through the menu <laughs> before thought, you knew it yeah. I was like there's gaps I'll, I'll maybe just fill in a few of those gaps and I was like there's fewer gaps so I'll just fill in those fewer gaps now and then it got to the point where there was just literally a few left and I thought I've got to find them in. Yeah. once you're in you're I in don't, ever, so don't I, ever play Pokemon have you considered well, just playing I, I think instead or something like that I really, I think this might be the solution to us. I, I was saying afterwards, I, I, I generally thought I'd get a sense of achievement afterwards. It was a sense of shame I got at the end of it all. I thought all the things I could have done with this time instead, mm. but no. <laughs> As you say, it's not even like you get an achievement for it. You don't get a trophy, nothing. So he couldn't even look. He was turning all the mirrors around in the house so he could look at himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a monster. <laughs> Silence buggers off. At the end, doesn't he? He goes, he says, he's got preparations to make elsewhere. Mm. Whatever, silence. You're going again. Uh, Aloy doesn't trust him. She's probably right not to trust him. He's gone. Uh. And we're left to head back to All Mother in the heart of the Nora. Okay, so heart of the Nora then. We are heading back into the embrace. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I hadn't really been back at all since the start of the game, because I pretty much rinsed that area right at the start. So I had no reason to go mm. back. 
Me neither. Yeah, Do you guys neither. So, yeah. No, I'd gone to the bunker a couple of times just to put the power cells in. But oh, I, yeah. I'd, oh, yeah, I'd yeah. never visited it, but I didn't revisit any settlements. So just fast travel in, fast travel out? Yeah. 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 I think that's pretty much what I'd done. Um, but here we, we do go back. Now, I... So, again, there was a bit of chat on Discord about this. And although uh, Essel, uh, SL Scott Lamond on Discord has played this ages ago, but he's a really good active member of the group. And he was saying, you, have to, you might just want to walk from as far as you can possibly stomach on this mission to take into account as much of the environmental storytelling as possible. So I actually walked, not probably from, what was that for called Day Tower? Mm. So I walked pretty much from from there, because that is the kind of edge of Noralands, isn't it? Into, towards the mission objective from there. Yeah. And as you get closer, the signs of battle get more and more pronounced. To the point where, by the time you get into where the settlements were, lots and lots is on fire. And Aloy is commenting about, oh my god, what's happened here? What's happened? The dramatic effect was completely lost on me. Because basically I'd got to a point where I'd been tying up a lot of loose ends and so I'd just been fast travelling all over the place. And I thought, right, I'll go and pick up the main quest now. I went to go and try to fast travel to yeah, and you, as close as possible. And it says you can't fast travel. And I said, what's that all about? So I went to the next yeah. campfire and tried it there and it wouldn't let me. And I went to the next one and it wouldn't let me. I was like, I thought I was doing something wrong at first. Yeah. And I'd completely missed this message as well. I only saw that retrospectively. Yeah. And so I was getting quite frustrated and I was just like selecting campfire, campfire, campfire and trying to fast travel. And then eventually there was one, I think that's maybe about, it must be four, five, six campfires out from it, I think. Yeah. That it does let you um, fast travel to. But eventually, so when it did, but I wasn't really sort of paying attention. And so it fast traveled. And then before I knew it, I kind of, I must have looked away from the screen for a second or whatever, but I looked up and then realized that there was basically a corruptor running at me and everything was on fire <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, that's probably why it wasn't letting me fast travel here because it was trying to sort of build up to some sort of, climactic reveal but i'd kind of just drop myself right into the not quite into the <laughs> middle, of, the it, middle but of it let's say, yeah. to the closest yeah. point possible and it was a shame because yeah. the effect was lost on me um i'd imagine that was been quite cool you would have probably if you were yeah, like it gets me, worse and worse yeah and you probably would have been initially kind of like dawdling and each time you come across some machines or whatever you'd go off the path and go and take them out or whatever but we'd already as you got closer that the shadow card had launched an attack on nora lance right i i feel that i knew yes. that these attacks was there when i got there Yes, yeah, we were told. Um, I didn't, I, and I still. I who by who tells you? Who tells us? I forget when I you get that information, that. but I'm sure I knew when I was looking. I, I had the same experience as you, Andy. I, I knew that there was an attack there, so I did. I I immediately thought, okay, that's why they want to want me to fight my way through this. So I just went out to the the gate where we meet. Oh, what's he called? The first time. Uh, Val. Yeah, Val. The first time. So I went to that gate. Yeah. There's a campfire right outside that's of that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Went there I'd, and then started fighting my way through. Yeah. I think you get told, and I can't remember his name. It's so long ago. The one who you meet, who gives you your first uh, suit, who's got a crush on you. Oh, Teb. Teb. Yeah, yeah, I think he told. I think but he tells you. Well, where'd you see him then? 
But don't we meet him later I'm sure, on? I'm sure in, it's him. I'm sure it's him. Yeah, he's he's holed up in the uh, all mother with the rest of them. Yeah, I think he's. No, I mean, it's not not him. You talk to him in there definitely. Yeah. Why do the Shadow Carja attack Denora? I think Helios launches that attack before you actually uh, meet him there. Why? I forget. I forget right now. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. And and I didn't know at the time because I've, I've got a note saying, why why have they attacked? I don't know whether it's just a detail somewhere along the way that I've just lost mm. as to why why would they have attacked all mother? They didn't know anything about what we know about Zero Dawn. Aloy's just told Helis that Hades was a destruction project. Mm. Why would they attack? I don't know. Yeah. Weird. The, Makes for some dramatic imagery anyway as you get close to the embrace. Shadow card you just want a lot of uh, people to sacrifice to their son. I mean... Yeah, but that's really random to go and attack. No, no, the because that would be that would be to punish Aloy. To choose them. Yeah, like. may, may, maybe, maybe it's retaliation for Aloy's invasion of some form. Mm. Mm. It could be. I don't know. Yeah, I've lost that note somewhere along yeah. the way. Yeah. How if did I, you? If I did ever know, how did you deal with this bit? Because at the start, I tried to sort of creep my way through, taking out a few people as I went, and then by the end, I just just ran for it. You were Rambo. Yeah, I just ran. Kill them all. I, I, I f- did you kill them all? You must have been there for ages, Andy, because there is a lot. There is. It took forever. I killed every every machine. Every machine and every person died. It was very, it was very satisfying. This was, an attack, this, was, this was an attack on the homelands. I was like, I don't care. This might not even be possible. <laughs> and I might, but I thought, I've got to at least try here. And you, it was slow progress, but you could do it. Mm. It was very satisfying. It was basically Aloy coming back and properly just going full on rampage and taking out every last <laughs> Some of those machines them. took a lot of shots to get down. Yes, yeah. yeah there was, there was, there was a few death bringers around as well, isn't there? So there's, Multiple mm, yeah. death bringers. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it I killed them all as well. I got bored, to be honest. I, I, I did kill the Deathbringer at the gate that where you meet Val yeah. right at the start and the couple of Corruptors there. But when I got through that and I seen there was another one and another couple of Corruptors and I, and I could run around them, I did. Yeah, I think I ran <laughs> okay. past them. I, just, they, I, I ran past it. them last two, yeah. I think narratively I had the exact same idea as Andy. This this was uh, defending the home ground, so uh, yeah, I needed yeah. to to get them away from our people. Yeah, you know what, Andy? I'm going to start calling you Andy Hades Gilmore, <laughs> the man. <laughs> the when in doubt, if you want to unleash something that will just destroy everything, deploy your Gilmore. <laughs> I might just start telling my kids that. Deploy your Gilmore. That my, sounds my, my, dirty somehow. I don't know why. Deploy the Gilmore. <laughs> it's time to deploy the Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Andy has been deployed. Yeah. <laughs> you are our very own Project Zero Dawn. Mm. <laughs> so when we do end up, if you're like Andy and you've spent eight hours just clearing the Nora heartland of uh, machines, you do ultimately get back to All Mother. Kind of like the place where it all began, not quite where it all began, but it's been many, many, many uh, hours since we've we've been here. Many hours since we've seen good old Tirsa and Landra. Um, I finally found a power cell here, so I made this my life's mission as soon as I got here to find a power cell that I didn't find 
right at the start of the game. That's I checked that on a guide. Way, isn't it? One of the side chambers. Mm. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I checked Great. it on a guide. Yeah, I managed <laughs> cheat. I was not. Cheat. I was not missing. I was not missing that. <laughs> so we've got Mister yeah. Mister Zero Dawn and the cheat. Yeah, the cheat. <laughs> <laughs> So, I love so the way yeah, with every you game. Deploy if you need to repopulate the earth, mm. <laughs> and I can be the the, the killer of innocence. <laughs> yes, you are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> we end up we get in. So we we we. Go, I haven't really got many notes. There's a conversation with Tiasa and Lantra. Um, I haven't got any notes on this. I assume that's because there was not a lot interesting that said. Um, and we go through the door into Eleuthia. Um, this is one of the cradle, this is one of the cradle facilities that humans were recreated. And do we see the, I think we do the exact artificial womb where Aloy was born. I think we do, don't we? I think there is one of the data points. One of the things that we can see is the actual, she comments that this is it. This is the one which, from which I came. I don't you know remember how she knows. How would she know? Isn't she just coming that she is from one of these? Oh, maybe it's she's from one of them, not maybe this specific one. Yeah. Um, At least I, I, remember, really, I don't remember finding the specific one. but uh, mm, could I remember be, you see all the cradles, don't you? There's, there's, yeah. yeah, loads of cradles. Yeah, yeah this, this is pretty chilling, all this stuff. I mean, oh, there's loads horrible. of data points here about how these these humans were were taught and in a very synthetic and very oh, structured way in which they were told to feel taught how to feel emotion mm. it was inside this bunker where obviously they were shielded from what was going on outside um maybe the earth wasn't hospitable when these humans were first created there were artificial day and night cycles and they were cared for and educated by uh, robots. Yeah, robots called servitors. Mm. Uh, and these servitors had different profiles, the nurturers, the disciplinarians, the teachers. Um, and we get some holographic um, data points and some audio data points of sound clips of how these it, 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 these services interacted with these embryonic <laughs> humans. And it's really cold and they yeah. were closed off from various parts of the bunker as well. And there's one door that we could see that apparently they hated because they could never get through, that it's got blood all over where people had tried to um, to get through. Uh, Aloy, of course, because she is Dr. Sobek and the system thinks that Aloy is Dr. Sobek, can get through the door. Uh, and she does. And this is where we find... Uh, what what is Apollo or what would have been Apollo? Mm. She says, uh, Silence says, the dream of Apollo uh, never realised. Um, we, had, we head up to the control room where there is a message for, for Dr. Sobek. And I love this. I love the way Silence warns us of a law dump here because as we get into this control room, he says, I suspect we are about to learn a great deal. <laughs> In other words, <laughs> clear your diary for the next hour because you're not doing anything. You're going to be sitting and listening to some data points. Yeah. <laughs> but at least at least you get that. In a Metal Gear game, you wouldn't have a clue and then you'd be like an hour into a cutscene before, you, <laughs> before you're allowed yeah. to stop. 
At least now with the PlayStation, you can just put it into sleep mode and walk away. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, <coughs> what we what we find here was Gaia's malfunction. Um, something she calls it, or I say she. Yeah, there's a female form there with Gaia, isn't there? Gaia warns here of an unforeseen and catastrophic anomaly. She was hacked, basically, mm. um, and it, and it put her subordinated functions into. Uh, some kind of chaotic state which instigated the Hades system. So this, I assume then, is what terminated or what damaged and ultimately made Apollo fail. No. Because this... No. So, what, so Pharaoh, you Pharaoh made then? Apollo fail. He figured that it was uh, the wrong way to go about stuff. So there, yeah. there are some uh, video uh, oh, points, we data did. points. We find that out later, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. So he because he he wanted the system to forget about him. Yes, exactly. He wanted the system to forget about him and his mistakes, but yes. he dresses it up as something else that he wants. Saving, uh, saving the future. Yeah, saving the future, yeah, no. because look at yeah. where humanity is today with all the knowledge it, it has, yeah. so maybe it's better to just be naive. So, Yes, you're you're quite right. So in this in this section, we don't learn that. You're quite right. We... Silence makes that comment about the dream of Apollo never realised. But here, what we learn is that Gaia was hacked, basically. Yeah. Now, we don't know by whom, and we still don't know by whom. No, And that is a bit weird, because she would yeah. have been hacked when there were no more humans. Exactly. This is, this okay, is, so this is after waiting for that amount of time that they have to wait for, for cracking the codes sending out the, the, the kill codes to all yeah. the robots, starting rebuilding, and then she's but it must have been after It must have been after the the codes found, because the robots had been deactivated yeah, exactly. by this point. Exactly. So who who would have hacked her? I, I found that a bit weird, actually. Yeah, because there would got, have been nobody around. I've got a note here. Gaia dad killed by Hades. No, no what Gaia, so what Gaia does no. is, in, in the final act before she's destroyed... She activates a self-destruct system, yep. which would destroy Hades as well. Okay. So Hades is activated because Gaia's hacked. Hades is then activated because Gaia's gone wrong. And Gaia, sensing that somebody has sabotaged the system, activates a self-destruct mode. Uh, and just before and she does that, she activates... Yes, her rescue plan, and we yeah, forgot that, to mention yeah. actually that Elizabeth, uh, in the final part of the last mission, um, sacrifices herself to save the project and save the other people because there's a door that, that won't close. That that's in the next. That's in the next one. Is it? Yeah. Ah, so that's I, in the I mountain thought, that fell. I thought that was here because that would be why it makes sense that she thinks that Elizabeth Sobek is the one who can save the world. Yeah, no. She knows that Elizabeth Sobek can save the world because so she knows that Gaia knows that Sobek created her. What we did find out in the last one, which we did skirt over, yeah. was this old, that whole series of data points where Sobek is teaching Gaia oh, how true, to true. feel, how to care. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that would Gaia be why she chose as her final yeah. backup plan to recreate Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah so, so, the, so the backup plan was to recreate Sobek in order for the Aloy, the clone of Sobek, to work out what's happened, to get access to Gaia's control room like she has, and to shut down Hades mm. and shut down the self-destruct system. Yeah. 
uh, and therefore keep keep Gaia online. Mm. Uh, she planned it all along, and she she planned that the elders would would nurture Aloy uh, and see her through to maturity, and then she just banked on the fact that Sobek slash Aloy's natural inquisitiveness would lead her to to find the truth. She only recreates Sobek because she knows the doors will open for her. Mm. Yeah, and she knows that so, yeah, she, Sobek will be able to access yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's absolutely <clears throat> amazing, this stuff. I mean, it's so well thought through. And I know there's going to be gaps somewhere, and if you thought about it for long enough, you would find gaps. Mm. But it's, it's, a be- it's such a beautiful story. Like, it's, a, it's a horrific story. I mean, absolutely horrific. The... F- the, the you know, given everything that's gone on in the world, and there's always bad stuff going on, I know that. But given the stuff that's gone on, and you know, the, the thoughts that have probably gone through all of our minds to to contemplate a story like this, it, I don't think I've ever come across a story which has really made me think. Christ, like, what what would I do if that was if I was in the shoes of those people? Or maybe maybe you're misremembering because we just played The Last of Us too, Chris. <laughs> but the last of us two didn't really focus on the actual point of the whole big picture it was yeah, like the, the a very last... local story wasn't yeah. it with yeah i mean this puts you in a position where you think the, I mean, the you, whole world overview isn't it climate change is obviously a very real fear for for all of us and for our generation and for our kids it's going to be even with more with putin going on as he is right now that's the the least of your worries no worries I mean, no, this is true. <laughs> this is true, and that's as probably as close as we should get to it. <laughs> but that is, this is true. I, but it is it. But this is the beauty in this story. This is the hope, you know, the hope that this thing that Sobek created has basically gone full circle and recreated Sobek to save it. Mm. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, she tells Aloy, or, or Aloy discovers here that the master override, the thing that can override Hades and override the the self-destruct system is in the Gaia Prime ruins. Uh, And she says, Gaia says, before the reboot system can be launched, Hades must be destroyed. And the key to destroying Hades is is in Gaia Prime. Mm. Uh, At this point, Aloy is having a full-on existential crisis here. She's just learned that she's this this game. One of the big themes about the game is about this sense of self and this sense of you know what 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 is motherhood. And Aloy has been searching for her mother right from the very start of the game. Where does she come from? Where was she born? Who is she? And she's just discovered here that actually she was not born by conventional means. She was created, and she's a tool for a very specific purpose created by an AI mm. so, who her clone, cloner, had created herself. So she's having a full-on existential crisis. So am I the only one thinking that Aloy is a bit dense because she's been looking at all of the data points from the, <laughs> the prior mission knowing that they were creating humans. So why on earth would she not have been created in one of those craters? Yeah. I mean, that was so stupid. Even the the... the there, there was some talk before we enter mother's heart, and she's, oh, maybe I'm gonna find my mother here. For f- sake, I mean, of course you're not gonna find mother. <laughs> that was, that was very stupid, if you ask me, because you'd have to be incredibly dense to be thinking that. 
<laughs> just kick him back behind the door waiting yeah, for exactly. her to come home. Yeah. Oh, I've got some tea ready for you, honey. <laughs> I felt quite sorry for her. I didn't. This has got to be, this has got to be pretty <laughs> tough to take. But Silence also doesn't feel sorry for her, does he? Oh, no. Because he basically tells her to get over her pity party. Yep. And he says, you, you need to crack on and fulfil your destiny, he says. So he says, I know where those... Of course he knows where the Gaia Prime ruins are. Mm. Silence is... Knows everything. Uh, Aloy doesn't know what's awaiting her there, but he says, "I know where they are, and you need to head there." Um, which leads us out into out of the bunker, back into the old mother ruins. This is the bit where you can miss, yeah, key story elements. Aloy, forgive, forgive. The goddess spoke to you? Uh, she did. What did she say? That uh, I was born to lift a curse, to kill a metal demon. How, Aloy? How? I, I don't know yet. Um, but she told me where to go to find out. And you will do this? It was her wish. What she made me for. Yes, I will do it. I'll uh, try anyway. All praise Aloy, anointed of the Nora. All praise Aloy, anointed of the Nora. Up, all praise Aloy, anointed of the Nora. First you shun me, now this. I will not be worshipped. I'm not your anointed. I don't belong to you. There's a whole world beyond your borders. Whole tribes of people just as good as you. And it is all in danger. It's a world worth fighting for. Not just here. Everywhere. How can we help? If you can fight, and you're willing, go to Meridian and wait for me there. As Aloy says, so it shall be. Nora, make way make for Aloy, way. that she may forge the path for others to follow. The cutscene here is my second favorite part of the game here. When, when Aloy walks out of that bunker, and all of the Nora and the even even uh, Lantra yeah. falls to her knees and start to worship her. I love this bit. I love the way she reacts and she starts pulling them all up, saying, "What you shunned me for years and now you worship mm. me." I look. It's so well written. It's so well delivered. And you've just come through this whole section of story, and Aloy is. Yeah, I get the impression that Ashley Birch was was reading this, really believing all of this stuff because it's so convincingly delivered. Absolutely brilliant, this bit. 
And then given everything that she's just learned, she's still willing to let them have that religious belief. And she goes with it, doesn't she? She goes with the goddess stuff because that's what they know. Yeah. So how did you find out about Ross then? What did we miss? So before you leave, you can chat to Tirsa. I didn't even try. And she'll say... um, you get a few dialogue choices. One of them is to sort of pursue the Rost's story. Yeah. Um, I'll let, I'll let you find out about it if you want. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Because I yeah. will definitely go back. Yeah. Presumably you can, well, obviously you can she, go back. She basically you? says it's, you, you go for a few dialogue choices and she says, right, this is a long story. Are you sure you want to hear it? <laughs> and then you same as uh, silence does it as well. Doesn't he? He says, oh, this is yeah. a long story. And then he gives you like loads of loads of spiel. Yeah, yeah. She she does it as well. It's an amazing bit, and and I love what it explores about religion and what religion means. And uh, you know, I'm I'm not a religious person. I don't think any of any of us are. But how important religious is to the human con- religion is to the human condition, and the fact that it's sought out wherever wherever humans are, it seems there will always be religion. People need something to yeah. worship, it seems. Oh, from like the earliest days, isn't it? You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, it feels like it's hardwired into into who who we are as a species, and I think this game really does explore it well in in you know the good sides and the downsides of it. Mm. It's you know it's probably something that we can talk about for a couple of hours just on its own, um, but we won't do that because Gaia Prime is a long way away, mm-hmm. a long way. I didn't walk all the way, um, but I walked most of the way without fast <laughs> travelling. Had you been up there before? Things. Yes. Yeah. So we spoke about this on the last episode, didn't yeah. we? We'd both been to the vantage point up here. Yeah. And we'd realised that this was something where we probably ought not to tread too far. Yeah. Because it was clearly a story mission. But yeah, I'd been up here and I'd cleared all the machines. Yes, that's the thing because it stays clear, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the only thing that was left between me and the ruins was the stormbird that I pooped myself when I first seen it and fast travelled out of there. Right. So, so I, I had ki- to take it down this time. Yeah, because I'd killed that and it was just so it was just it was empty the whole way up there. <laughs> so for you, Mads and Jim, it must have been quite the slog getting up there. Again. Yeah, lots of machines yeah. to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, does it, I mean, machines obviously getting more difficult. Yeah, I was just going to say they get more and more difficult as the mm. bigger the further you go. I think this is Stormbird, the last one. Yeah. Stormbird's the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was the first Stormbird I'd seen in the whole game, and I absolutely, I, I just about managed to trigger the vantage point earlier. Before, as soon as I triggered it, it's fast travelled away. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been, I don't know how you would, yeah, you wouldn't have been able to deal with it, I suppose, earlier on. Like now, we know about like you can use your elemental arrows and yeah, and, and all the rest. Tie of it. it, tie it down is the way to yeah. deal with the stormbird. Yeah, tie it down and then pick it apart with your elemental arrows. Yeah, it's a beautiful spot. This Gaia Prime is spectacular looking bunker. I do feel some of the times some, some of the bunkers are a little samey in the way they look. Um, and I think we said this last time, there is a consistency in the world, which is good. Mm. But sometimes some of the environments, some of these bunker environments can feel a little bit reusing a lot of assets and they can feel a little samey. But Gaia Prime is an absolutely stunning bunker. The lighting and the way 
the, the, the snow and the fact it's so it's destroyed is yeah I remember really, I, really I think the uh, I, I loved all the um, all the bunkers anyway but I, I think I was seeing in our group chat like the one word I'd use to describe it was just melancholic it just had this yeah. it just yeah. without without being able to put a finger on it as to why there was just something about yeah, it that it was just all this basically all these crushed hopes and dreams it was just so yeah. well represented by the way it had been designed I thought it was really really well done yeah, 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 and this this seems to encapsulate all of that. Yeah, uh, in in this one, this is almost the the, the king of the bunkers. Yeah, um, as we get closer to the main door, uh, Silence has set up a little workshop here. Mm. He's been trying to get through this door apparently for years. Um, he knew all about all of this. He'd prepared the way up here for us. Uh, he'd left the machines in place uh, and there's a great line and I have I've got it written down somewhere but I can't oh yeah there's a great line he says well if you prepared the way up here why didn't you clear all the machines seems that we know now you can override them and he says since when have machines been an obstacle for you if you could fly I wouldn't have bothered with the climbing path either <laughs> just as if to say machines are just you kill machines it's what you do I thought it was brilliant, and and just a, an example of how he he seems to know more about Aloy and her purpose. Yeah, even now than he's letting on. Mm. Uh, he's letting on that he's learning all this alongside Aloy. I'm not sure. Um, Silence tells Aloy that Gaia destroyed the mountain uh, and, and killed itself 19 years ago. That was the end of Gaia. Uh, she destroyed the mountain. That's where the the eponymous the mountain that fell came from. The echo was heard as far as the claim, which is the Osteran land, and ash darkened the sky. So it was almost like a nuclear holocaust kind of kind of moment for the world. Um, he was the one. He was the one who delved first, and he seen the crater um, in the immediate aftermath. And then the machines actually grouped together to protect it off their own bat. It seems so nobody else would ever come closer. So he was the only one who could ever get who had ever got close. Um, he, spec he says that we can't rebuild Gaia now because if we did, Hades would immediately use it as a weapon, hence the reason that we need to destroy Hades before Gaia is, um, Gaia is rebuilt. And that is the purpose. Aloy's purpose is to destroy Hades and because Sobek built Gaia, uh, Gaia, Aloy will be able to rebuild it. Um and he suggests that we, yeah, a cauldron could be used to, to replicate the parts. Gaia Prime is where people lock themselves in, presumably to start up boot Gaia at the point at which everything else, all the subsystems were done and buried. Gaia was the last thing, presumably, to come online or needed people and scientists around just to finish off and, and, and get it going. Because they locked the, the idea was that they would lock themselves inside, inside of Gaia, where they would live out the rest of their days. They wouldn't be in Elysium. These people, these people were sacrificing all of that to continue to do their jobs forever. One of which will be is that, have I got that right? That is right, isn't it? So they needed to be in there to to start up Gaia. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. However, 
there's a monument to Sobek here, and this is what Mads was talking about earlier. Yeah. There was a malfunction in one of the doors to Gaia Prime, which mm. meant that it didn't seal properly from the inside. And if it hadn't sealed properly when they started up Gaia, the the signals that it would have given off if the doors weren't sealed would have attracted the swarm. Yeah. We would have known where the facility was and they would have come and destroyed it. And in order for the door to be sealed, it had to be sealed from the outside. And Sobek volunteered to do it. No, she didn't. There was a huge discussion between all of the other parties about who should do do it, and nobody really stepped forward. And while they're discussing it, it turns out she just did. Yeah, it. she calls in and says, "I'm, ah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm outside. I'm doing this now." Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So she just went ahead and did it. Yeah. And uh, she said something like she wanted to see home one last time, yeah. didn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she so didn't she want to. Just... I mean, her work was done. She didn't want to stay in there and get old and die. So uh, but when they were having that chat and they were all sort of saying, oh, you should go. No, no, you go. And they were all yeah. chatting amongst themselves, weren't they? About who was going to yeah. go out and close the door. And then mm. Elizabeth comes along and says, oh, well, I'll, I'll go and do it. And then one of them just sort of like really sort of faulty says, oh, no, no, you, you don't have to. <laughs> oh, OK, <laughs> well, you're going. Oh, yeah, you've already gone then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made me laugh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's stuff here about uh, there's this monument to Sobek. Um, it's funny, there's a message from, there's one of the data points is a message from Pharaoh, Tev Pharaoh, mm. and he says that she got to play the martyr and the saviour all at once, so he's clearly still not a fan. Nope, he's a piece of, of work, isn't he? After all this time, it's a brilliant line, you got to play the saviour and the martyr all at once. And this is all he's doing. Yeah, he's very bitter. Um, there's a few data points here how he became more difficult. He began, when Sobek died, he became more demanding. He was in another facility. I think he may have been in an Elysium facility or he was he was elsewhere. He wasn't here but he because it was all networked. He was able to get communication to them and he was becoming more, uh, more demanding. And it was here where we... Uh, he doesn't order Apollo to be... Yeah, he overrode the system to destroy the Apollo system because he didn't want humanity to remember how to mess it all up. Mm. Mm. He clearly didn't want humanity to remember the fact that he was the one who'd messed it all up. Mm -hmm. Did you, Ted? Um, And then proceeds to kill everyone in the... Did uh, he... Could he have created the virus to... Possibly to to could he have done it before he died as a some kind of ticking time bomb that could have infected Gaia later? But now that he's uh, wiped out the evidence of what he's done with by destroying Apollo, why would he want to destroy yeah, the possibility of humanity or even life just uh, being recreated? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't it, know. It, there's some brilliant stuff here. There's, there's someone who calls it cultural obliteration. What he did. Yeah. And Pharaoh says to protect innocence, innocents have to die. And he he killed the team that could have fixed Apollo as well. They called it Alphas, the ones who had stayed behind to help get this system yeah, So they online. didn't even get to just stay there and, and live until old age, which no, was their plan. Them. They got killed. No. The absolute horror. I mean, they, they it would have been a pretty... Horrific. I mean, they would have watched their team members die, and then ultimately they would have been. Oh. I think there's one data point when they said, "Just think, you're the youngest." I think there was one where someone's talking to the youngest one, 
And he says, you're probably the one who's going to watch the lights go out, which I'm pretty great. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Ted Farrow spares them of all that because he he kills them, which is just horrific. Um, Get the master override in the end. Um, And back to Silence Workshop we go. Um, Silence is saying this is where our journey ends. And this is where he reveals who he is, or he at least tells Sobek what he wants her to know what he is. Our journey together has come to an end, Aloy. But before I go, I think I owe it to you to tell you the rest of the story. Go on. Some time ago, I admitted that I'd been involved with the Eclipse. But I never told you the full extent of my culpability. The truth is, I was there at the beginning. I found Hades, Aloy, buried on that mountain, trapped in that shattered titan. And I served it. What? It promised knowledge and delivered. Such knowledge, you have no idea. And in exchange? I helped create the Eclipse. Helped it build a cult, an army to do its will. Why are you telling me this now? Because your success depends on knowing this. When I found Hades, the first thing it wanted to know about was the Spire. Not Meridian. The Spire. Now why would that be? The Spire was created by Gaia. Which part of Gaia? Minerva. It's code-breaking module. Gaia built spires to transmit the codes that deactivated the Pharaoh robots, shut down their biomatter conversion systems. Hades wants to send a new transmission to wake the machines so they can devour the world all over again. Yes. Based on what we've learned, that's my conclusion as well. So the Eclipse, the robots they've resurrected, they're just a means to an end. An army to capture the Spire. Yes. So Hades can exterminate life all over again. Unless you stop it. I want you to tell me everything. Hades, the Eclipse. Everything. It's a long story, Aloy. Then get started. It began with a focus. Recovered from an ancient ruin, as yours was so many years ago. In my case, the device was heavily damaged. There was just a flicker of life in it. I spent weeks studying it, attempting repairs, until finally, I succeeded. A whole new dimension of perception revealed, right before my eyes. That's when I detected it. A faint signal. Out there, something was searching, just like I was kindred spirit. I followed the signal to its source. A shattered titan buried in the jungles of the Jew. So you thought it was a titan? An old war machine? I didn't know what to think. I'd seen such wreckage before. The Grave Horde, for example. But this was different. This was not quite dead. It couldn't speak when I found it until my repairs gave it a voice. So began an exchange of knowledge. It wanted to know everything about our world, 
its tribes and machines. But the spire was always its foremost concern. What did it want to know about the spire? Its precise location, the surrounding geography, who controlled the land. Meanwhile, Hades revealed to me many of the intricacies of ancient technology. It bid me to recover and repair more focuses. Before long, I had a couple dozen up and running. Enough to equip a small army. The commanders of one, anyway. I didn't care. I was learning so much. Physics, calculus. You have no idea. And the Shadow Karja? How did they become involved? The Karja Civil War was a happy coincidence. A perfect opportunity. <laughs> An opportunity? That's what it was to you? Yes. Overnight, half the tribe was in exile, desperate to win back Holy Meridian. Their religion made them easy to manipulate. All I had to do was present Hades as the buried shadow of their mythology. So yes, it was an opportunity. I arranged for High Priest Bahavas to meet with Hades. Helis was there as well. And so the Eclipse was born. Anything to win back Holy Meridian. But Hades didn't care about Meridian. And neither did you. We live in a world of fallen cities and vanished tribes. What were a few more? Besides, I was too busy setting up the cult's focus network to Hades' specifications. A thrilling technical challenge. Especially with the alterations I included of my own design. The ability for you to spy on them. Yes. I may have been foolish enough to serve Hades, but I was never so foolish that I trusted it. I installed what the ancients used to call a back door in the network. Secret access, empowering me to monitor all activity and communications. What made you turn on Hades? It certainly wasn't your conscience. Actually, I was troubled the first time I saw the Eclipse raise an ancient war robot with my technology. I questioned Hades about its intentions. A little late. Indeed. I'd already outlived my usefulness. When I completed work on the Focus Network, Hades summoned me to receive my reward. The next moment, I heard it broadcast my kill order. I've been a fugitive ever since. So when did I come into this? Our path together? When Olin stumbled on you. System threat detected. That got my attention. A kill order against a savage Nora girl? Why would Hades bother with that? But then I saw that this Nora girl was wearing a focus and bore an uncanny resemblance to a great scientist of the old world. Helis moved quickly. I thought you were dead. But then I detected your focus inside the Nora mountain. The more I observed you, the more convinced I became of your extraordinary nature and usefulness. Through you, I could finally discover the secrets of the Earth. I vowed to do everything I could to ensure your success. The rest, as they used to say, is history.
he reveals that he was the one who found Hades in the first place. It gave him knowledge, he says, mm. and he helped create the Eclipse, which was to be an army for Hades. Um, Hades was obsessed to know about the Spire near Meridium. Um, the Spire was created by one of the other subsystems, and that was the Spire, which we can see, which is around, which just looks like a tall structure, doesn't it, near Meridium. It was the Spire that was used to distribute the override code to shut down the the, the Pharaoh. That's how the Swarm was killed. Um, it's also a way in which we'll see that the Swarm can be reawakened, and that's Hades first plan is how can i wake up these robots because that's what will destroy now all of the other life that's on earth that must have been the way hades would work and then would shut down those machines once all the life on earth have been have been defeated again yeah um yeah silence talks about how how he um how he discovered hades and how he found it um he found a he found loads of focuses which he distributed to the shadow carger as a way to get them to talk and he talks about how he created the uh the army um does he go into detail about how oh he felt would he felt he felt guilty one he, once he saw one of the eclipse resurrect one of the old robots that's when he started to doubt what he was doing and at that point Hades obviously knew he was having second thoughts yeah and suddenly gave an order to kill, kill him. him. So yeah. it was Hades that turned on Silence, not Silence who turned on Hades. Mm. Yeah. So who knows where Silence would have been if Hades hadn't have decided that he was bad news. And why would Hades? I mean, Hades must have felt like it, Silence was a threat to Hades. I think he just, yeah, maybe just outstayed his usefulness. Yeah. Aloy got Silence's attention when the Hades system revealed the system threat detection message and he wanted to understand why uh, and he used Aloy to find out. Um, I decided to... And then we get we get a message comes up here about how you want to treat um, Silence. I said that this wasn't a concession to elicit your... Uh, silence says that we I, I chose to judge him and he says this wasn't a concession to elicit your judgment. Again, these little lines are really snappy. Between the the dialogue between Aloy and, and Silence always has been been great. Um, he says you need to plant the override on Hades to destroy it, and he says that he will go elsewhere and everywhere. Is that what Ross says when Aloy first when Aloy goes off? Oh uh, yes. Um, she says, "I'll find you." Or some. Yeah, he says he's he going to s- go, doesn't he? Does he say he's going to go elsewhere and everywhere, and she won't be able to find him? He's something along those lines. I can't remember the exact. Yeah, I think it might be the exact thing he says. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, there we are. I might not be retracting that statement then. Just, <laughs> just <yet>. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, isn't we'll it? See. If we'll it's see what not it does exactly in the next game. It's very, very similar to what Ross says. Mm. Uh, and then there's a the final data point here of his first meeting with Hades, which is, yeah, which is, it doesn't really reveal much about what we didn't already know. That's the end of the mountain that fell. 
Um, really, now it's it's the last battle, mm. series of battles. Um, Helis dies at one point. I hate boss battles. Have I ever mentioned that in any game that we've played? <laughs> that boss battle, I, I hate them. I mean, this is a climactic battle with essentially a corrupted Deathbringer. Mm. Yeah. We get a section, don't we, before that that battle where it's almost like the, the night before the Battle of Agincourt. You know, we can go around and check on the defences and we see, depending on what you've done and how you've treated people and what side quests you've done, there are various um, yeah. various people here. And we were talking earlier about the trophy. If you've done all the side quests and you've done certain things and we're not really sure what, what qualifies it, you can get a trophy here. All allies join to join you in the final battle. Mm. Did you go around and chat to everyone? Yeah, I did, did all yeah. that I could. Yeah. I was playing this and my lab was watching me, who's, who's kind of been slowly playing the game as well. He said, "There's not many defenders, is there?" <laughs> you know, given we've got an existential threat coming over the hill, mm. Meridian doesn't have a huge army at all, does it? It's about twelve of them. They've got them launchers, though. The Osram cannons yeah. are good fun to use. I, I enjoyed those bits. I enjoyed those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite satisfying if you got the, especially on one of the distant enemies if you got the trajectory just right and dropped a few shots right on top of them and took them out in one hit it's quite enjoyable apart from if they break through so you get yes. a couple of um, yeah, yeah, a couple of them break through and then shoot then the ground right next to yourself yeah 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 it's just one big battle really though isn't it it's just really one one big battle which leads to the battle against the the corrupted uh, Deathbringer and once that goes down we can then plant the Master Override on, on Hades. And that is it. Any, that prob- is ba- any problems with that last Deathbringer? I did it first time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. You get a time limit, don't you? But um, we need to but... talk about the, the death of Helios, don't we? Do we? Yeah, we do. I mean, there's a very important choice at the end there. I know what Chris has chosen, of course. but uh... <laughs> So can you choose to say, can you choose not to kill no. him? No, I don't think so. Ah. But you can choose how you treat him while while you deliver the final blow. What what is the choice? Can you remember? If you get the three choices. You always get there's the heart, compassion, then there's Com- the, the brain, and the then there's what's yeah. what's the final one? Yeah, there's a heart, there's a fist, and there's oh, a yeah, brain. The isn't fist. Yeah, yeah. So what did you choose, yeah. choose guys? Andy. So I've done it twice, and I chose two different options, but I think the first time, generally speaking, like throughout the game with Aloy, I've generally gone for the compassionate option, and I think Neil was the one where I didn't necessarily, and then this was the one where I thought there's... this man does not deserve compassion here. So I think it was no. I think it was the brain that I went with on that one, which mm. I can't remember what it was. And I think she basically said something along the lines of basically you're nobody will remember you and you're basically gonna be forgotten and yeah. all of that was for nothing basically and runs it's a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, just, yeah. it's proper you know, about as ruthless and as cold as you can be, but perfectly yeah. functional at the same time I mean it was exactly what he deserved as far as I was concerned just before she kills him and she says like 
turn to the sun and think about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It. I knew there was a good line in there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas on the subsequent playthrough, um, I went for a different option I thought might be a bit more kind of um, hard line. And I think I, I think she actually ended up saying the same thing, I think. Okay. Um, I wanted to see if I could save him or not, but uh, you can't, I don't think. Okay. Clearly. Oh. Yeah. I went with the fist. So what does she say then? I can't remember what she says. Okay. So I went with the, the brain yeah. icon like uh, like you did, Andy. So I was just wondering what what would happen if you choose compassion here? I'm, I'm guessing she'd still kill him, but maybe she'll yeah, let him have his whole chose religious and... thing instead or something like that because she's definitely making fun of it when you choose the brain. So, so there's there's very some definite scorn in her voice as she's turned to she says turn your face to the sun and think about that. So, yeah, yeah. I suspect it's probably just what she says, isn't it? Mm. Rather than yeah, that's what that's what I'm what thinking. She does. As well. Yeah, I mean that's one of my criticisms about th- this game is is that these these moments where you do get a choice don't really make a difference. But they do make a difference all, uh, for your internal narrative, doesn't they? I mean. Yeah, I suppose so. How you how you role play Avery? Yeah. Mm. yeah, no, you're probably right. What we haven't mentioned is the armor, the special armor that you get for all the power cells, which I got by this point and was running around the. Yeah, we haven't we haven't mentioned final. the the final bombing section as well before you actually get into to the final battle. <coughs> I mean, the final bombing section. There's there's this section where you run between different posts oh yeah with the cannon yeah, and yeah. shoot with these huge yeah. cannons at the the incoming enemies and yeah and, uh, tower defense i remember i actually watched uh, my daughter play that and she didn't have yeah. the special armor and that looked like a fun mission because she was in, at one position shooting 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 and then driving yeah. the gun running to another position when she was getting bombed and, and shelled and then yeah. drop, picking up another gun and shooting 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 I had unfortunately the uh, the power armor. Yeah, nerfs the game, doesn't it? Totally. I was just standing in yeah. one place, shooting, 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 shooting. Oh, and, yeah. and then Eli says something about oh incoming, and I was just well, I've got I've got this armor on, so I've just been standing there, shooting, 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 shooting. It would say boom, and I'd pick up the gun again, shoot, shoot, shoot. It was yeah. so easy. It was it was boring. So I loved it. You could have taken the armor off. Yeah, I could have done that. I could have done that, of course. But I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. But yeah. that, no, that armor completely destroys the game. Please do yeah. not, if, if you haven't played it, please do not pick up that armor. I was... No. Looks, I, looks good. Yeah, it does. I, 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 I was really disappointed with the aesthetic of it. Well, what were you oh, expecting? I, I, I like that. The, well, it's a yeah, stealth the shimmery, armor, shimmery yeah. something. Yeah, mm. yeah but... It, but initially, when we when you first see it down in the bunker, it almost looked like a ninja suit. Looks like, like a, it looks like an Iron Man well, suit. It was basically, or something. Like, yeah. basically looks, I, I thought I was going to look like Batman for the rest of the game, and so it was <laughs> anything else I was going to be disappointed with. And the fact that it wasn't even a suit as such, it's almost just like a this this skin. Um, yeah. I, I mean, functionally, it's fantastic. I mean, you're not looks like a Christmas jumper, doesn't it? One of those Christmas jumpers. That yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It just it wasn't what. It didn't live up to the expectations, unfortunately. No, no, but it's very, very effective. It's oh, a recharging suit that uh, has. I mean, before you lose your own hit points when getting hit, you lose the the, the hit points of the suit, and if you stand yeah. still for a little Gives time, a it just recharges yeah. again. So it yeah. makes you pretty much invincible. It's it's hard to get killed with this thing on. I think. Yeah. 
Although I hear that it's almost essential for the Frozen Wilds. Okay. Well, it's good that I've got it. Because that ramps nice. up the difficulty okay. massively, okay. Nice. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, on the Kane and Rince episode, I think they were saying that there is, if you don't have that armor, it's very, very difficult okay. to, to, to get through those battles in the Frozen Wilds. Mm. But I agree. I mean, because we we talked about this before about how the difficulty of the main quest doesn't quite keep pace with some of the difficulty of the optional stuff you can do, and if it has to be that way because there's people who won't do the optional stuff. Mm-hmm. But by this point, you know, we've all thought we fought corrupted Thunderjaws, and just nothing really feels like too much of a challenge. I think I might have died once on the actual final bit, the very very final bit. Um, but that was just probably me being stupid and just trying to be do it you know, complacently. Once I kind of tried, I don't think it was a problem. It took ages, though. I mean, you have to pepper away at that thing yeah. for ages. Mm. It, it, it just felt like a bullet sponge to me. It, well, I didn't find it a great fight. I very, very rarely enjoy boss battles. Yeah. Mm. I thought and it was a bit of a shame. I thought it was a missed opportunity, I thought. The game was building towards fighting one of the um, uh, Horuses. I, I thought that yeah. I thought mm-hmm. yeah, see, I thought that would be reanimated, and you'd get to fight. I mean, that to me would be about as climactic as you could get. But it was the fact you were just fighting a, a corrupted version of something you'd seen yeah. multiple times already. It was nothing new. It didn't yeah. really feel a, like a particularly significant fight. So it was a bit disappointing, especially in a game that actually does boss fights really, really well, and there are so many bosses. I mean, if you just take the big yeah. robots as bosses, I mean, the behemoth, the stalkers, the, the, the yeah. whatever. I mean, I love the combat mechanics here. I love yeah. peeling off yeah. the guns and picking them up and shooting them with them. Give yeah. us a new boss that we only see yeah. this one time that has four guns you can peel off and pick up and yeah. shoot it with. Yeah, definitely. That would have been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. Yeah. And in this, I mean, it didn't really have... Once you destroyed its weak points, you then just had to just chip yes, away yes. at that health. So many, for, so many uh, fire arrows uh, later. And, yeah. And then, it's dead. yeah. and then it'll go mm. down. The, the good news is, in the Frozen Wilds, there are new new machines okay. that, that you can learn new strategies for, and they have all different weapons mm. and everything. So yeah. we do have that to look forward to, which is good. Yeah, yeah that is and, good. Yeah. It's an odd choice, isn't it? Because obviously the first time we saw a Deathbringer... We fought it when it wasn't moving. Then we fought it when it was moving. Yeah. Oh, weird, you we, sort of take that then. Or well, you corrupt it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you just corrupt yeah. it. Bit yeah. Of a, yeah, bit of an anticlimax, mm. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, by this point, you know, you're level 50-odd and you've fought God knows how many. You've fought corrupted behemoths and corrupted mm. rock breakers and none of this stuff really has any impact or challenge anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of post-credit scenes that we just altered. I, I forget which order you see these in. One of them may be pre-credit, one of them may be post-credit. I think the first one that we see is Aloy, whether she goes looking oh, for her mother. She goes or, to yeah, say her mother, Elizabeth's... So back, um, it's not her mother. She goes to Elizabeth's grave, doesn't she? Well, how does she know where Elizabeth's grave no, was? She goes to Elizabeth's home. Home. Yeah. Oh, home, and sorry. that's where she finds yeah, yeah. Elizabeth sitting on the bench yeah. outside of her home. So she did actually get yes. back home. Yeah. I, I got a bit of a yeah. tear in my eye at that point. That was yeah. very beautiful. That yeah. was really sad. You know, and I've just made a Freudian slip calling Sobek Aloy's mother. That's clearly how Aloy thinks of Sobek. Yeah, yeah. Mm. exactly. Um, and that 
explores mm. themes of motherhood there and what is a mother and what a mother means. But that that was really sad. That mm. bit, the music and no, it wasn't seven, sad. It was beautiful. Seven, it, that's what I mean. Like it was beautiful. Like in a like you know what I mean. It was like sad and abusive. She got what she wanted in the end. Yeah, and Seb's. I was kind of tearing up at this point. My 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 eleven uh, year old is sitting next to me watching me. <laughs> Looks at me. Said, are you crying? No, nope. no, nope. no, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to, at least. I thought it was quite nice. I thought it was very tastefully done in the sense that they didn't over egg it either. It no. was just yeah. quite understated, and it felt very fitting. Yeah, it was I lovely. Was there any significance to the formation of the flowers that were growing around her? That, it's the same shape as a metal flower. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Was there was there any significance to that, or was clearly? But I, it's lost on me. Yeah. The metal flowers, feel, I don't know, are the metal flowers some kind of Gaia tribute to Sobek? So we didn't pick any of them but, up, so we don't know. No. <laughs> did you ever, I picked did a you couple ever read yeah, one when I sort of came across Because yeah, you yeah. get that random text, don't you, on the metal flowers? Yeah. Like, almost like but, computer code. Yeah. I've not, I wonder if we go back and read all of those now in sequence, whether there is some hints as to... But it was in the same shape as the flowers that surround a metal flower. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's almost like it feels like Gaia's tribute to Sober. I was slightly oh. disappointed that there wasn't the option to loot her corpse for the bat suit she was wearing as well. <laughs> Dirty man. It would fit perfectly though, oh. because you're basically you are her genetic equivalent. So, <laughs> Hades Gilmore is deployed. <laughs> yeah, I want my bat suit. <laughs> you, you are deployed. Um, the final, final scene is uh, the scene that sets up the sequel rather nicely yeah. because it is a scene whereby Silence summons... How does he summon? He's got he's got some kind of lantern or something, hasn't he? Which the spirit, the Hades thing, the, the orb, the energy that is Hades leaves the, uh, the corrupted uh, Deathbringer that we've killed... Mm-hmm. Uh, goes from that location. You see it flying through the air, almost like Final Fantasy VII esque, and lands in his little lantern that he's carrying. Mm. And it reveals that it's silence. And he says, "I haven't got the exact quote here, but he says something like, Hello, old friend. We'm got a lot of catching up to do,' or yeah. something along those lines, which is pretty cool. And does that set up silence as the the baddie of the sequel? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is he the antagonist? I don't know. I, I don't know anything about yeah. that plot. Yeah, I mean, I know that. Uh, yeah, I think it's a difficult one because it, I think he is very much, and he's said as much earlier in the game where you know he's got this really unrelenting thirst for knowledge, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he he's out for himself, and obviously he can only get that through Hades. And so, at this point, at least, I'm looking at it more from the point of view that he is. Hades is a means to an end for him to acquire all this knowledge. Whether he's got any sort of nefarious motives beyond that, I don't know. Or I guess it will be the case that his thirst for knowledge, obviously, has it will lead to Hades being unleashed in some shape or form, or him effectively corrupting Silas or Silas in some way, shape or form. I don't know. So again, this is why I was just, I was a bit disappointed that Silas wasn't just an AI because. This this uh, quest for knowledge is all that matters for him. I mean, he, he doesn't care about humans. He doesn't care about anyone. He's cold. Yeah, it's a bit weird. 
I mean, yeah. he, he's weird. He's really weird. So, um, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to yeah. seeing what's actually yeah, he's going so on. Yeah, single, he's so single-minded, isn't he? Yep. And he's almost inhuman about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. I agree. Yeah, there's definitely so, there's definitely more to be revealed. Yeah, there. must be. So, so there we go, lads. Yes. There we go. That is That is the end of the main game. Have we enjoyed it? Immensely. Yeah. Yep, incredible. Yeah, I feel like we've all in some ways enjoyed it more than we expected to, coming off the back of, you know, the the incredible Last of Us. I I felt like it was going to be a little bit like after the the Lord's Mayor's parade with this game, that we were going to struggle with it. Um, But I think maybe that might have been true for the first couple of hours, but it feels like we've all been on an upward curve with it right the way through. The gameplay here yeah. is, as, as I think we said before, just so much better than in yeah. The Last of Us 2. Yeah. The narrative, Very not as strong, of course, but but yeah, nothing can match that right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely was looking at it from the wrong perspective when I started playing it. I didn't enjoy the first probably five, six, seven hours, I think. Really? Because okay. I, yeah. I, yeah, because yeah, I, I remember there was, you, you struggled with it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, and I kept kind of, it was, I was looking from a story perspective and I wasn't particularly interested in, I didn't really engage wholeheartedly with the mm. game mechanics, yeah, the, the combat mechanics, yeah. the systems, the menu options, all this sort of stuff. But then just through playing through the game, it's actually, the, the game reveals itself to you very nicely. A lot, the important parts in terms of the actual gameplay yeah. aspects, the story aspects, not so much, but in terms of the gameplay aspects, so much of it is, uh, I love the fact you, you, you are, you, you're almost kind of, well, you teach yourself it as you go along, don't you? you yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah. you've got these tutorials and everything, but it just really encourages you to experiment and to just yeah. through trial and error, you, you, you find, 101 different ways to to skin the same cat and it's all of them are equally satisfying and it just gets better and better as a consequence and you get this kind of you just grow this bag of experience as you go through it that you can take into all these different wonderful situations that the game throws at you yeah 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 yeah. Jim, you you enjoyed it uh, I have I have yeah, I know you 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 like open world games I know you do don't you but it's, it's left me feeling that I want more but I want less if that makes sense so yeah like i absolutely love the combat the combat has been fantastic throughout the story when it actually gave you the story was brilliant like that other whole like the the bit well that we've sort of covered tonight was was just fantastic i absolutely love that and when it like say when it gave it you then i've absolutely loved it it's left me wanting more more of the story more from the combat in that, let me ride around on a Stormbird or a Ravager and let me <laughs> You're fire You're not going to get that in Frozen Wilds. Let, me, let me fire these weapons off and, um, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just, like, just go over yeah. to like a, yeah, like a Oh, I mean, a, imagine a flying around on a Stormbird. Oh, I'd beat you uh, on, but just incredible. Yeah. Like, you, you can't do that in Frozen or, Wilds. Or jumping on the back of the, like a Thunderjaw and yeah. just, and going yeah. into like a bandit camp. I'll be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, give me more of that. I want more yeah. of that. Less, yeah. less of that error nonsense. Don't worry. You might have to wait for the PS6, I reckon. Though, possibly, mate. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. And less, and less pickups. Give me less. I don't. Yeah, but you just don't engage with that stuff. No, I mean, the, no. The beauty that's true. of these kind of games, if you don't want to, you don't have to. You know, yeah. you can engage with those things as much as you want to. Yeah. Totally. And there are more collectibles in Frozen Wilds, and there's more 
there's, there's another um, cauldron. Matt's loves the collectible. <laughs> there's another cauldron. There's another bandit camp. Yeah, so there's all. There's another tall neck. So it's it's like a little mini encapsulated. But mm. apparently there are. And the thing that I found out from the no clip, uh, the no clip video was, you know, the branch of the skill tree, the traveler branch of the skill tree. Yeah. That wasn't in the base game. Uh, I haven't spent a single point yet, I think. I've, I've well, that, isn't that funny? Because that wasn't them. in the base. That was added by the DLC. Because I was confused. Because I triggered the trophy for all skills learned. Mm. And I still had a couple of those skills oh, okay. still okay. to learn. I was like, what is mm, going mm. on? But that's why. Because that was added by the DLC. Okay. I don't think I've used a single it, one there. Because, I mean, if, if there's something I'm a bit disappointed about in this game, is actually the uh, the writing and the... I, I, initially, I was... Yeah. Uh, I was I love, was loving it, uh, like yeah. I like I love it in Zelda, but there are campfires everywhere. So why would you want to ride? Yeah. And it didn't really yeah. work as well as in Breath of yeah. the Wild, for example. So I ended up using yeah. it five times, maybe, and uh, yeah. that's it. And uh, lots, of, so, lots of missed oh. opportunities with the whole overriding machines as well. I think. I mean, they they could have done so much better yeah. with that. Yeah, definitely. Well, they did. I mean, Frozen Wilds came out a good 12, 14 months after the, the base game. And apparently there are gameplay improvements okay. in there. Looking forward to it. Um, and there are graphical improvements as well. So it's going to be interesting. Apparently from from listening to, I forget, I was listening to one of the things on YouTube that was saying it can be a bit jarring if you play Frozen Wilds whilst playing the main game. Okay. Frozen Wilds feels very different. So it can be a bit jarring if you go from the base game into the Frozen Wilds and back out again because it does feel quite different. Weird. Okay, yeah. looking forward to seeing So I'm that. interested to see yeah, kind of yeah. compare and contrast. Yeah. Nice. Um, I've loved I've loved it, though. I love being in the world. I love the fact the way that the world feels like it exists without you. Like, you could just stand there and you'd see wildlife running. The weather would change. You'd see the ob machine. I know the machines are contained to their little areas mm. and that has to mm. be the case for technical reasons, but it doesn't... It gives the illusion that this world is just going on around you. And if you did stand still, you would happen upon a Thunderjaw wandering past you because they are in the world. And mm. it is an illusion, but it's so effective the way yeah. they the way they do it. And I, I just want to spend more time in the world. So another 10, 15 hours on the frozen wilds. I mean, I'll look to 100% that as well. And then I'll probably be kind of 90 hours in on this game and then I'll be done, you know, mm. and that'll be... I'll feel like I've got everything I want. I probably will never go back to it. New game plus. It will be. I'll leave it as yeah. One of one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had for sure. I mean, I've absolutely loved this game. This season has been incredible. You know, Hair Story feels like it was a million years ago, but we had Hair Story, mm. Last of Us Two, Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, we're going to finish off with the Wolf Among Us. It's uh, bloody hell! Yeah, you know, what, what, what a third season! It's banger after banger after banger. Yeah, and also the fact that we didn't actually, well, in some ways, in our in our twisted logic, we hadn't actually even paid anything for Horizon Zero Dawn. It was a PS Plus no. game, wasn't it? Yeah. Although I have got the physical yeah, copy, so okay. I don't feel like it's quite yeah. as free as yeah. Yeah. So. I've spent Christ knows how much money on all the games that are sat up there on the shelf and I haven't played a single minute of them and I've put yeah. <laughs> I'll end up playing like you say 80 or 90 hours into a game that was ultimately free that's 
the square root of nothing per hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super. Okay, guys, that's it. Any any closing thoughts, Matt? No, no, I'm you wait, all good. No, no more thoughts all left in my head. I mean, it's almost midnight all, here, so we're all we're all th- are we all thoughted yes. out? You're thoughtless. Yeah, <laughs> but all thoughtless. As usual. <laughs> yeah, gentlemen. Many, many thanks for sticking with me with the game. This is my choice. I'm so grateful as always. We've got one more episode to come on the DLC where we'll rattle through the DLC. I've thoroughly enjoyed this evening. I've thoroughly enjoyed the last few episodes. I've massively enjoyed the game. And like all of the games that we play, it would have been nowhere near as good if it wasn't for the fact that we could come and debrief with Hades Gilmore. And what was your name, Jim? The cheat, apparently. <laughs> Cheetah che- Middleton and uh, Sleepy Mads. Mm, yes, yes. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> so Hades Gilmore, let's yeah. just call him the Repopulator. I like that. The Repopulator. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I like the sound of that. That's, a bit That's what his wife calls him as well. So. This is it. Oh, nice there. Well, let's it. leave it there. We'll get away from that line of questioning. Thank you, Your Honour. Um, but that's us. You know where to find us. We're on Facebook or on Twitter. Our website is a little out of date. We're fixing it. We're out of space. We need to sort that. We will. Um, but you will still find the link to Discord there. We're on Discord. Come and support us. Come and help us. Leave us a review. All of that good stuff that we mention every time. Shout outs, Mads. Shout-outs to the guys from the Retro Asylum, of course. Uh, Dean for doing our wonderful covers, and then Stephen Matt as well. And shout-outs to Carl from Video Game Newsroom Time Machine, who I seem to be recording with every single week these days. <laughs> it's because you need other people to help, don't mm. you, like yeah. me? I, I, I'm going to get involved. <laughs> Andy, shout-outs. The usual this time. Everyone who listens, everyone who plays, thank you very much, as always. Jim? Yeah, same. Um, thank you to everyone for engaging in the Discord. Uh, that's been, yeah. been really active, so that's been great to see. And yeah, well done, uh, obviously, as well, Chris. I know we're not quite there yet. We've got one more to go. But, um, yeah, massive, massive effort <laughs> with this uh, one. Uh, yeah, it's been very yeah story-heavy and trying to keep it on track with condensing 60 hours worth of game into... Yeah, I was with the podcast, yeah. But it's been good fun thinking about how to structure it. Well, we've got almost I want 60 to shout hours out podcast now as well, so no worries. A 60 hours, not quite. If you, we can stay <laughs> online if you want to go for it, though. I'm up for it. Wait, what do they call it in the States in politics? A filibuster. Should we do a filibuster <laughs> in the city for 60 hours? <laughs> I'm going to do a corny shout out to the team of Gorilla Games. Everyone knows the famous people or those who've dug deep, but there are dozens and dozens and dozens of super talented people who have worked so hard to bring us these games, those who don't get the limelight. I'm so super grateful to every single second that those guys put into developing this wonderful game. Yeah, shout out to to Deadlock for all the help he's given us, Steve for the music, Dean for the covers, you guys for being so patient and staying up late, Mads. Good night. Frozen Wilds, here we come. Yes. Sayonara. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.